Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Nick pulled up a an Instagram post from Sarah Parker, uh, you know, producer yes. for Jackson Show and uh, music director of WMMR and great on-air talent as well. And you know that our refrigerator, we talked about this not long ago, they were going to clean it out. And so a memo was was put yes, out yes. Uh, saying, get what you need to get out of the fridge. So here you go. Sarah posted this. I'll read it verbatim. She said, question about work kitchen etiquette. The communal fridge is being cleaned out today. Uh, we were warned that anything left in there this afternoon would be tossed. Totally fair in my opinion. However, I overheard a certain man about town say... <laughs> Let's clear out the freezer, too. Uh, but we weren't, weren't warned about that, so I ran into the kitchen and hollered, don't throw out anything with my name on it. I keep frozen meals in there, uh-huh. but I label them with a Sharpie, and Pierre stocks his lunches for the week in there. Bill's response that she puts in quotes, doesn't matter if it's got a name on it, it should all get tossed. <laughs> And she wrote, what? We were not warned. I'd be pissed if I came in next week and my frozen meals were missing. I did rescue them, but just barely. So the question is, what kind of pizza should I order? Man About Town owes a meal for the stress. Owes us a meal for the stress, she said. This was when we were first on our vacation. and, And I saw it, and I wanted so badly to respond to Sarah, but I didn't because... We were on vacation, and like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like having to go back and forth, you know, on social media, keep checking if she would respond or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, so she was able to retrieve, but that, that listen, the original memo was about the refrigerator, not the freezer, yep. and the freezer is more a long long term receptacle. No, no, the freezer is included in the refrigerator; it's one unit. However, if you frozen, you can put a frozen meal in there for a week, a week and a half, two weeks, and that's fine. Yes, that's fine. I think I think if the name is on it and it's clearly not trash and hasn't yeah. been sitting this in there for yeah. years, then no, you don't throw it. Somebody's name's on it. I would say, hey, Sarah, your name's on there. Right. Can we throw this out or are we keeping it? I, Kathy, I'm going to agree with you. Oh, thank that, God that the, someone with me. The freezer <laughs> is part of the yeah. refrigerator and when you're referring to the refrigerator, just using that word, it refers to the entire unit itself. Yeah. I agree. But, but I do agree that you shouldn't just go in and start chucking stuff out of there no. if somebody, because they've put it, you know what I mean? Yes. They, they're, they're going to use it. Like you said, it's long term. It's there for the week. So there needed there needs to be some clarification there. I think more, so things, by the way, are, so the freezing process leaves less of a likelihood of things rotting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the issue. Yeah. To me, the, the hot spot, if we may, using pandemic references uh, is the refrigerator because once stuff sours and stinks, uh, that can happen quickly. But in the freezer, you ha- you bought a little more but time. I think Sarah is wrong. I, I, th- what do you mean you were given no warning? You were given warning. The refrigerator is getting cleaned I, out. That's part I, of it. So, so, so indicate my stuff is in there. It's not oh, bad. It no. shouldn't get thrown no. out. Hell no. No, the fridge is completely separate from the freezer. No, they are two separate units. I'm 100% with, with Sarah on this. It's a dick move by Man About Town Bill Weston. Uh, I... 
It's a gray area. You know, if Bill was <laughs> if, if Bill it. was in Sophie's choice, he wouldn't have given her a choice. Uh, Both kids are gone. Take them out. Yeah. You know, well, so I just, with the freezer, it is, I think, more of a space issue than it is a rotting issue, right? So the, the freezer right. does not, well, it's hey, smaller, yes, doesn't listen, have as much yes. space. We've all seen something in our own freezers that have been like, <laughs> I put that there in 1987. You know what uh, I mean? We've like all it's still it yeah. there. Yeah. No. For whatever reason it is. Though, uh, so, yes, there are things that, that yeah. I do believe it needs to be cleaned out from time to time. Um, but here's the deal. You can... You know what I have you a problem take, with? You can take stuff out for a, a little while. You're cleaning it and then put it back in. I have oh, a problem. Absolutely. I have a problem with Sarah saying to Bill, "Hey, I put stuff in there. I actively eat things that are frozen." And Bill goes, "Whatever, tough ass, tough yeah, cookies." I don't like that. That's BS. Yeah, yeah, no, it is supposed to be there so that you, we, you, you we have, can you've, use it. You've gone the extra route to give to give. I agree with Sarah in that she gave she got she made sure to make uh, a special accommodations for her food, saying, "This is my food." It's in there. It's frozen. It's a. It's accounted yes, for, and, and it's right. actively being used. Then to have it expelled from said freezer, I think, is a violation of that unofficial pact. I agree with you. It's supposed to get out all of the rotting stuff that people have forgotten about, and, right. and just leave there. Now, also, it should be your responsibility if you put something in there you and it's, it's gone it bad. You can't leave there for two I years. Agree. You have to throw it out. Now, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I put something. I just put a poll up on my Instagram stories because the microwave something clearly spilled over in the microwave. Microwave and whoever did it just left it. Oh, there. Yeah, that's terrible. not cool. That's what, who, like, what child? What did was that? it? What was it? Yeah, what I don't child know. In our, in our, who works here in our offices? Well, here's, here's the thing. Whenever I, I can't help it, whenever I see somebody microwaving something, I feel like standing right there and watch them remove it and make sure they clean out the microwave because I'm like. <laughs> So what, what are you eating today? Mm-hmm. You know what Rochelle bought, which is ingenious, and I don't know why we never had this before. It's this little plastic dome uh, that you put over whatever you cook in oh, the yeah? microwave, yeah. and it keeps from yeah. anything from splattering oh, all over the It's great for when you microwave yeah. hamsters. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I do here is I'll take a little paper towel, and I put yeah. it over whatever I'm microwaving. I Just, I mean, and listen, if sometimes it'll spill over or through <laughs> the paper towel, but I'm going to clean it up because it's my mess. Yeah, I don't really like microwaving things. Things that uh, anyway, like I, popcorn, hot dogs, uh, and I'll like hot heat dogs. Up. Yeah, what about uh, nachos. Uh, no, what nachos, about a turkey? Nachos go in the oven or in the uh, air fryer these days. So, oh, air fryer. Yeah, air fryer is good, man. Totally worth the investment. Um, <laughs> what about uh, hollandaise? <laughs> <laughs> that is great soup. I have. I want to bring another wrinkle into this because there was a discussion we had had off air about the coffee maker, and Kathy disagreed because when you have an office coffee oh, yeah. pot, yeah, all right, the coffee's you, for the office. Okay, but if <laughs> I make a pot of coffee and I can't stand there and watch it brew, but I see somebody walking into the kitchen, I can essentially call fives on that pot of coffee because I, I, I you know. Fives? Yeah. Like five minutes? Five like minutes. five oh. oh okay. Yeah. I, I can call dibs on the coffee that I made because you I made a- You can't call the whole pot. You can say, hey, make sure you leave enough for me. I'm, it was enough for me. Explain the Preston. scenario. I, I'm trying, but okay. she won't let me, Preston. Okay. Explain the scenario. <laughs> Me. No, uh, we, we, had, we had a preamble. You, you uh, go ahead. Let me explain. Sorry, yes. I was making a pot of coffee for several people. It was for me. It was for Preston, and it was for Marissa. You know, so essentially, that pot of coffee fills our three cups. Right, and so when somebody's walking into the kitchen, I essentially said, "Hey." That co- the, and there was another pot that was on the on the right burner. Right. So I said, 
that pot's for you. The fresh pot that's, that's uh, brewing right now is for me, and said person did not. And don't t- you said don't touch it. So yeah. you want to hear my take on it? If somebody would have said that to me, I would have done exactly what the person well, who touched it Well, because you're very spiteful. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's I an don't office think... pot of coffee. You can, If you want it, then you, then you should have said to Marissa, hey, go grab your coffee because there's other people in there. I think if you make the coffee then and, and you want to ensure you're going to get your coffee, you stand there. Here's the process. So in other words, um, you know, go, go like if you go at the beginning of a break in a song, you'll have more than enough time to brew a pot of coffee and, 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 and fill up your cups. Okay. Well, listen, he, Casey asked, <laughs> asked the dude to do him a solid and dude, and the wait, dude didn't, dude didn't do the And solid. who's the dude? And that's not cool. it, was, hey, it was Donnie. It was Donnie. And, you know, and Donnie he wasn't wearing a mask. And, um, there was a, he wasn't full, wearing a mask. He wasn't. And there was that also a fresh, son of, and he was licking all the carafes and there was, and a, he was sneezing into them. <laughs> There was also a fresh pot of coffee on the right, right? No, so, I agree. Man, now listen. Oh, wait. There was other courtesies. coffee there? Yeah. I thought you said, like, you no. were telling him, make your own. No, he, he said there was a pot there for him. He's like, take it from that. Don't take it from this. So there you go. There's two pots of coffee. Does that, does that you change your opinion? Um... I mean, listen, I, but here... It's I, a gray area it's a, now. Well, now it's... Well, the now left, it, wait, but hold on, Casey. Yeah. I also think it's the way the way you told the story. If that's the In way Hebrew. you commented to him, <laughs> that's why I would have taken it. You don't say to somebody that you work with who also can take as much coffee as they want, hey, don't touch that. Mm. Had you said, hey, I just made that. We're on the air. I'm going to come back for it. Can you please... Do me a solid. Yeah, I bro, think then... Bro, say bro. Yeah. Do me a solid, bro. Mm. No, but I think then... I, I, I'm just saying, for me, if somebody would have approached me like that and said, don't touch that, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Touch. <laughs> Again, it's, it, and you're doing it out of spite. and, and But, you but don't... it's the way you approach it. Just be nice to people. Oh, my God. I'm he was the, I'm no, the no, nicest but, person here. No, I know you are. But the way, what I'm saying is if he, I wasn't there. If he spoke to, do we say this person's name? Donnie. Donnie. If you spoke to Donnie were... the way you told the story, I also would have grabbed a cup of coffee. It's the way you ask somebody. Don't don't demand somebody that they can't touch your coffee. You didn't sound rude to me, Casey. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. I mean, we're, When he told the story, you did. That's why I was asking. Okay. So yeah. did you say it nicely? We were passing in the hallway. We were on the air. I have limited time. I can't. And this also happened a couple of days ago. So I don't know. I don't know the tone and tenor of my voice. But generally speaking, how I treat people, I probably wasn't a dick to them. <laughs> Can we get back to somebody who was a dick? Bill West. Bill West. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And some people were texting in that, that clearly this proves that, that Bill saying, you know, screw him, clear out the freezer. I mean, the power's going that with- he threw Chuck's bowl away on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, He's spiteful, too. He did, to prove a point. Don't leave it in the sink. Bill is very kitchen conscious. <laughs> he is. And, uh, he and is. perhaps and to, to an extreme. Yeah, oh, my yeah, oh, God. Yeah, definitely to an extreme. Yeah, he takes neatness and cleanliness oh seriously. Oh, my God. And listen, it, to, sometimes I agree with him. Like, it's to, to the benefit. <laughs> I'll but never, to I'll the never. level at which he takes it, it's like, dude, back off a little bit, and the stuff in the freezer's not yours. I, I'll <laughs> never forget the first time that I found out that Bill has his little <laughs> things things was when we did the, the hot sauce in the, uh, in the squirt gun yeah. with Joe. Right. And uh, we didn't make a mess or anything no, like no. that, but the studio smelled like hot sauce because we had right. a tub of hot sauce, <laughs> and Bill was actually angry about that. Yes, yeah. he was. And I'm like... <laughs> 
keep your eye on the ball, dude. We just did this bit that was awesome on the air. And we sent all, an intern to the hospital. You're enraged about this. Yeah, he wasn't so concerned that oh, Joe had to go to the no, hospital because yes, smell in the studio. It smells in here. Well, the soup situation, I actually thought was a joke in the beginning. When he, no. The way he, how angry he got about the soup. I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm going to call you a soup eater. You're serious about this? Right. I, I, I thought yeah. he was joking. Yeah, that's what my response is yeah. too. Okay, so like, uh, wait, are you you're actually this upset and this serious about yeah. soup? <laughs> I mean, I get a horse coming up to the studio. That probably is a, a, a foul, yeah. right? Um, but like, no, it's is a, that a Jewish thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wearing it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, we have somebody in the studio. Oh, he's wearing a mask. Got his mask on. All right, Donnie Black works right. for our sister station, uh, WXTU. Uh, with uh, Andy and Dave in the morning. Yeah, and only uh, a few seconds. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Are you making coffee? <laughs> Donnie's been here for a while. He's worked with Ben FM and so mm-hmm. on. Just to give you background if you don't know who Donnie is. And uh, so we all encounter each other in the mornings around here. Casey? <laughs> Unfortunately. Is there yeah. something you want to talk to Donnie about? <laughs> no, well, here I can okay. intercede. Donnie, when, when you were approached by Casey concerning the, the coffee pot, he was very rude, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> very rude. <laughs> He comes up to me and goes, don't touch the coffee. It's for Kathy and I. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'll touch whatever I want. It's your coffee. Yeah. So now you know he's lying because it wasn't for Kathy and I. Well, you said somebody. Yeah. And I just I went for the prettiest person <laughs> in the room besides so, Justin. So your, your, your initial take was that he approached uh, you in a very truculent yeah. manner. Just walked right by me. Yeah. Didn't even say, hey, Donnie. He just said, don't touch that's, the coffee. See, that's my point. Uh, was that the had, case? He, had he been like, hey, do me a favor. Can you? I just made that. I, we're yes. going on the air. I'll be back for it's it. Very he, rude. Oh my god! <laughs> you and your green hat. Yeah, and my, my green pants. And I like my, it. And my green shirt. I know. Uh, there's a video coming think later. You're being very rude. Uh, this listeners, don't be fooled. <laughs> He's totally messing with us right now. He's messing with me right now. I am now. not messing with yes, you. Yes, you are. No, I didn't, and I didn't touch the coffee. Hey, let me ask you another question. Wait, yeah. he just said he didn't, oh, he didn't touch, touch the coffee? coffee? I did not then touch the coffee. Then it was probably coffee. Steve Azzolotti. You, you took the cup of coffee anyway. No, I did not. Oh. I actually kept my cup on top of the microwave and waited until mm. that pot was finished. Because I, I never go right pot. What twist? What so, twist? And you I like, Okay, well then, fair enough. Then please accept Don't my apology for uh, apology. I for think you owe Johnny your some name. money. Yeah, and I would like a cup of coffee. And for assuming yeah. too. Yeah. Well, he was the only. Listen, there wasn't much time. There was not much time. There was only Donnie. I, again, I ran back there, so the only other person it could have been. <laughs> so, so Donnie was verbally assaulted. I was assaulted. And you guys were on the air. Casey yeah. was not even in on that break. So yeah. No, I, listen. I aims to please, right? I make a pot of coffee, and, I'm, and I bring Preston and Marissa a cup of coffee every morning to be nice. Well, Casey, when they bring you coffee in the morning. Who? Maria and uh, uh, Marissa, Maria. Marissa and uh, uh, impressed it. Yeah, they don't do that, but no, we don't. Uh, oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing that I do. Yep, it's Casey took that upon himself. All right, hang on. Let's weigh in on another office uh, controversy. Uh, so you know, the fridge was cleaned out last week. Yes. Um, and uh, Bill Weston decided to uh, or, or wanted to clean out the freezer too. Okay. Do you consider that part of when you when you hear refrigerator? Do you think that's all one unit, or do you think the freezer and refrigerator are separate? Well, if they're cleaning it out, you have to clean out both. 
But yeah, okay. I think yeah. it's the whole right. thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, a, that's a country exactly. way of thinking of things. <laughs> the freezer is disgusting. As Rita's from three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that, that's a, that's a country approach to the refrigerator. <laughs> We're a rock approach. So, but there's not. So, and that's what I said. The, the freezer issue is not a rotting issue. It is. A, it's definitely a space issue, right? So you need to get the three-year-old Rita's out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the six-month-old Joe Corby's pizza. What? what okay. In this dynamic, though, let's say this. But what if uh, someone says, "Okay, just, just so you understand." I thought we were just doing the body of the refrigerator. I have frozen meals in the freezer, um, and my name is on that. Do you think that, that even after you've been apprised of that, they can be thrown out? Yes. Absolutely. E- even after someone has said, this is mine, it's in there. If it's been in there over two weeks, it's gone. Oh, no, it be gone. no, no. There's been in there. Yeah, you, you get out. <laughs> freezer, <laughs> the freezer, you can leave stuff in there for months. Now oh, Preston's starting to go. work freezer. Preston's going now. Uh, maybe I can exactly. see Donnie as a coffee thief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you right, get out of here. Go to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie Black. You no longer suit up her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we found out that um, it was a much different situation than we heard initially. Okay. And so the other issue is everybody wants coffee out of the left burner. I do. Because the right, I can tell you exactly why. Both burners um, uh, are calibrated differently. One puts more water into the carafe than the other one. Well, so I was talking to the guys from the Fanatic in the kitchen the other day, and they said, sometimes this coffee is absolutely terrible, and I think it's that it comes out of one side, so maybe that's... The left side has, I think, the proper amount of water, and the right side is meant to be stronger. And there's another issue where... So somebody has devised a measuring cup system, which, which I, I think, think is good for all intents and purposes. Works. I think Bill actually did that, and he, and and yeah. so kudos to Bill. Yeah, even though he uh, was a dick about the fridge and freezer, <laughs> he, he mastered um, the coffee measuring. He met, but somebody throws it away. It's, it's now there. tied to the thing. It's probably Bill. It's, it's, no, <laughs> yeah. no, Bill's the one who's who's tied it there, Steve. It will get untied and thrown away. Somebody will throw it away. Really? Yes. Really? It, it, that that, is you like, know what? That's a right carafe for doing that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You would think, right? Probably Steve Azalotti does it. What happened to the coffee machine in our office? It's right there. Like, why don't why don't we use that? Then you don't have to worry about other because people taking your coffee. You, well, the, all right. Uh, you because you have to bring the water, water, down. Down. Have water yeah, yeah, yeah. Into That it. one is connected to a water source. You don't even I have to. You just water. hit the button and it goes. When we were when the kitchen was under construction, I bought a, a an office bunt. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon. Uh, with my yeah. points, bunt Amazon coffee, and it's a perfectly fine machine. But you know, it, 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 we have to port the water down. To go back to the freezer, I just want to <laughs> yeah. I want to weigh in on this. I I understand Sarah's concern, but if I did see a memo that said the fridge is being cleaned out, if I had stuff in the freezer, I would have gotten it out of there. Okay. I would have assumed that it meant the entire unit. All right. and, I would not have, you, but I, you I get take it. it home, you let it, you know, yeah. and then you bring it back. Uh, or and, you put it in a bag, you date the bag, say, you know, Sarah Parker, you know, April 8th, 2021, and don't touch. The year and so this is safe. Do yeah. not touch Bill Weston. Uh, <laughs> we also need a Common table back in the kitchen. The, so there, I agree. There is a long. There is. I don't. Well, I mean, an, an area like we don't. We don't have one in the kitchen right now because the kitchen is actually physically smaller than it used to be. But it's yeah, being built now. Is it okay? So yes. whatever that's that, the, yeah. right? And yeah. what's what's the status of that? Whatever that is, is it's that's just the coffee snack room or whatever. There is a going to right now. The building is under construction, and there will be an area where oh. there will be a table. So and like can, an actual kitchen, like a bigger. Mm, I, so are we going to have our our, our clicks there at the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
The pink lady's going to be sitting over here. The reason we need a big kitchen and a table is because we put communal food out yeah. there. When there's leftover stuff, we set it all out there and people can have at it. That's always a nice one. Hang on a second there. I've got uh, Jesus' phone. Oh, so hey. we need to go to... No, I'm sure it's he Jesus, actually. Us. My hey, children. Hey, Jesus, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Your favorite Jesus. Yes. <laughs> uh, and How you, you guys go today? Doing well. Good. You wanted to weigh in on the fridge and freezer thing? Yes, sir. All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, when you go out to the store, you went, you go to buy a refrigerator. <laughs> you know, it just happens to come with a freezer. So it's one whole unit. Yes. If you want a freezer, you buy a freezer separately. When you Am say, correct or not? When I you say, right. get me some ice cream out of the refrigerator. Do you say that? Or you say, no, get me no. some ice cream out of the freezer? No. Who puts ice cream in the refrigerator to begin with? <laughs> so when they say when they when they, they say they're going to clean out the refrigerator, it what means it the, means whole, the whole unit. Yeah. Including the freezer, because the freezer is a bonus for the refrigerator. Yeah. So when you specify, do you ever specify, like, the ice maker, where do you keep that? In the refrigerator or the freezer? Who puts the ice maker in the refrigerator? Yeah, exactly. I'm saying there's there's a delineation yep. there. So when they say cleaning out the refrigerator, exactly. yeah. they're cleaning out the refrigerator portion, not the freezer portion. Yep. All right, we're with you, yeah. Jesus. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate right, it. No problem. Right. Take care, bud. But I still just Bill's F him attitude about <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Cool, man. Bill kind of like, he chuckles a little bit. I think he, he enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I don't think because he's actually he, going to talk about honcho. Sarah's food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he would. Well, listen, he's he, a, he lit a bag of poop in front of her office. <laughs> you believe that? He did that. Uh, I witnessed it. I, I could not believe it. Yeah. yeah. He's only one of the head honcho. He's not the ho- head head honcho. He's our head honcho. Yeah. Well, he's, so, well, he's our immediate head honcho. Yeah, I know. Yes, honchosness. We can go over his head if we need to. <laughs> but he's not the only honcho with control over the kitchen. He's right. not head honcho of, of the freezer. No, right. I, read, I read contract, Nick. Sadly, he is. He resigned Nick. He handles, uh, you know, of course, MGK as well. And part of the the, and the, the caveat is it says kitchen honcho. Kitchen supervisor. Yeah, oh, I didn't know. I'm when sorry. Did that yeah, Hang on. Asterix, full control of freezer. <laughs> Marissa. All right. Can we become the head honchos of the kitchen? I've had an, a table in my cart for Amazon for like six months, a communal table. Can we just buy it? Where are you going to put it? Yeah, it's small in there. We're going to move that stupid box that is full of like... Sternum. Yeah, but you no, can't get rid of that can't. because a lot of people use that coffee maker. That they use that. Gear, the coffee maker. All right, I plan this out. The the coffee maker is going to go on it. It's a little sideboard. It has uh, shelves underneath, so you can put things underneath of it. And then we can put like trays of hoagies when they come in or something. Can you like still that. open the fridge? Yes. You have a lot of room on the console next to you in there, Marissa. <laughs> can, we, can we put the food there? I know you don't mind when people come by while you're working. And- well, it's lovely during uh, quarantine to invite everybody into our space to come get does, a hoagie. In the office, does does the kitchen, I'm talking about everyone's office, the kitchen seems to be that kind of... It's got to be. There's a little controversy always when it comes with the uh, to the kitchen. One you of the best kitchen nobody- scenarios I used to have was when Y100 in New York moved from one building into another and they moved the, whatever office area we took over had like the mo function area Oof. so that it was like a full two tables and and it was it was great i mean it was like a kitchen kitchen right large and that was great i've never had a situation that good where you, you the eight or nine people could sit around a table and it was it was great i i honestly think that's sort of a necessity you got i'm, I'm glad we're building that here because once you lose that yeah 
you know, it's it's, it's a it's a sort of a, a hangout place. Oh, Steve, the one that we're getting is going to have like a cafeteria really? type, like multiple tables, high tops. Really? And it's going to have All like right. an area where you can go. An and omelet hang. station with a chef making omelets. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. What, what if we ended it? up yeah. with something like, like Subaru, Preston? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, we should work and for they, Subaru. They do have that stuff. They do have like carving Everything. stations and crepe stations. Anything with the word station yeah. in the yeah. kitchen is going to be good. Train station. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> that post from Sarah came up, and I, I think discuss amongst yourselves today. Freezer and f- fridge, two separate things, one thing. You yeah. know what I mean? I think refrigerator covers it all. So, <laughs> All right. We need to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the bizarre file as well, so make sure you stay close. We don't want you to miss your opportunity. We'll be right back. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Do you ever have a uh, something happen and take stock in the fact that it could have been really bad? <laughs> that's, my, uh, that's my system of framing of life. Yeah, yeah. I always take it, okay, it's here, now if we're going to take it to the worst level and come back, this is okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so sometimes there's a, like a near miss and yeah. something could, could have been real bad. Happened to Nick this morning on the way into work. That's a great setup because that's exactly how I feel. And, and Steve, you know, the first thing I said to you when I saw you this morning was I told you this story. And you're like, it could have you yes. know? And it was, it was yeah. a good, good way to frame it. So I, I stopped at the Wawa on Belmont uh, on the way into work this morning. And as we've discussed many times, that is among the worst parking lots yep. in the world. It's, it was designed by, Al- by Al-Qaeda. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just terrible. It's small. Getting in and out is difficult. It's terrible. And you can't really even back out very easily because yeah. when you do back out, you're you're almost right back on Belmont when you do so. Yep. And uh, oftentimes in the morning, there are delivery trucks there, too. Yeah. So they're, they're dropping off supplies at the Wawa or whatever. So I go in, and I'm coming out. I get, get in my car, and um, unbeknownst to me, another gentleman left, and he was wearing a Sixers T-shirt. And listen, I'm, I'm just going to preface this by saying I was in the wrong. Like, yeah. I, I, this is totally my fault, and I felt and still feel kind of terrible about it. Uh, but he walked behind his car. I never saw him. 
And as he was coming from behind his car back to his driver's side, uh, and he was to my right, I, I was backing out. And right. I, I nearly clipped the guy. Mm-hmm. And I nearly ran right into him as I was pulling out. And so, uh, like, he, I, and I'm look, then I look at my right side window, my passenger side window, and I see him, like, throw his arms up and, and like, express to me. He's like, yeah. what the F? You know, when he kind of yells Bitch a little. Bit. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And, you know, my, my window was up and, and on, on driver's side and passenger side. And then I'm like, then I, I slam on the brakes. I stop my car. Uh, I roll my window down and I say, dude, I'm, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he doesn't say anything. He kind of walks to the front of his car. And then I just, I, I lean out and I'm like, dude, are, are you okay? Is everything good? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, no problem. And he calmed down a little bit and I yeah. pulled out and left and, and went about my day. But like, yeah, yeah it was a moment down. where I felt like I could have run the dude over. I felt awful about it happening. I don't, I apologize <laughs> enough to him because I know that he was angry and upset and I would have been too. He's shocked. He reacts. And then his, his cooler head prevails. And, and his, he's like, yeah. I got it. His okay. reaction was anger, which is totally yeah. justifiable. I will hunt you forever. <laughs> I mean, it's the main reason why I try to either A, back into any spot that I can or pull through so I'm, I'm pulling out straight. Um, and because I feel safer backing in because at least as I'm, as I'm pulling into whatever parking lot I'm at, I have a full, like, almost 360 view the of... The world is my oyster. ...of everything. And I feel like it's easier to back in because I see, I, I can see the pedestrians and stuff. It, it's because people don't take enough responsibility as pedestrians, especially in parking lots, to... And I'm not blaming this guy at all. However... He has an uninterrupted view of everything. He sees brake lights. He can see backup lights. And, and so maybe he's, he just wasn't paying attention or whatever. But because I can't trust everybody else, like, I, I try to do as much as I can on, you know, on, so on my side of it. I'm kidding. I don't know the situation. The dude was not coming from the driver's side. He was coming from behind the car or the passenger side. Listen, there's a little bit of onus on that guy to understand his surroundings and see that there's a car backing out. By the way, I want to touch on something. This is a little side thing here. All right. um, I hate backer inners. I, ju- I just don't. <laughs> I'm uh, a backer yeah. inner. I see. Now, yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't mind puller throughers. Uh-huh. But I don't like backer inners. Preston? I think yeah. there's something wrong with backer inners. That's, that's me. I'm, I'm with back. you. I'm a backer inner. 100%. Wait. I- 100%. I'm like, I, I look at my wife and go, oh, look. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Batman has to be poised for an immediate departure. And I wouldn't mind if people were good at it, but they're never good at it. And they're doing a 500-point turn to get it to you better than that. Yeah. I don't do always it. back in. It's it's more like, all right, let me assess the situation around me. If I have time, if I'm not going to hold anybody up, hmm. I'd rather back in so that when I'm pulling out, I, I have less problems. Even more so than that, I don't like people who back into their own drive. Well, I was just I about to say Every single every day. Every, every day. day. As like, soon as I get I home. Every day. Even a backer in her. Yep. Listen. All the time. This is every the thing. Day. Every day. I would absolutely get one of those large turntable things uh-huh. and turn the car around, but backing into your own driveway, yep. I'm like, first, first off, Wait, I, I, par- I, park on, I park on the street. I, I would rather get a circular driveway. <laughs> Then back what? into my I don't head. Understand. Hang, hang on, I don't hang on. Okay, okay. I, it's uh, listen. I don't know why, 
It's uh-huh. just a little judgment that I have on okay, you. Okay, well, it. I'll I judge you like, I'll drive by, I'm like, you'll back her in her. Back her in her. No, I know it's stupid, Wait, but and you whatever. Know it's so no, it's absolutely fine, but I, I agree. It's, if you can, it's more in a parking lot, <laughs> Kathy, in a parking lot where you're, if I've been too many times stuck from moving forward because someone's taking nine well, or ten I, times at backing in. No, no, no. I, I, mine is mine is one. I pull forward and I pull back. If, if that's not going to happen, right. then I'm not going to back in. And I won't make people wait. If there if there's people behind me, Agreed. I probably won't back in. Back all in. right. First of all, team backer inner all yeah. the way. Um, yeah. So and, and I do it every time when I get home. And here's why. Uh, <laughs> it makes it easier when you're leaving whenever the next day. Does it so, make it easier when you're coming home? Um, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's it saves me hard. some time in the morning, and uh, the only time I won't do it is if somebody's behind me on the road. So whatever argument you want to present as to why <laughs> I shouldn't be team backer inner is a futile argument on your part. I am team backer inner <laughs> till death. So I'm with I, you. As, I'm I team. I park on the street. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and so uh, so you're pulling forward anyway. Well, here's the deal. I, I like I have and I have my thing, and I get it because yeah. I come I come around the, the around the block so that I'm facing towards the main road, and those are things that you want in the morning. Morning, they'd share a little bit of time off. So I completely get it. To me, the issue, and I think Preston will back me on this, is in the parking lot. It's like, okay, okay, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, and that, I, but everybody has their excuse. Like at home, I back in because, uh, well, one, of course, it's easier in the morning to pull out, but um, Jace gets in the car on the passenger side. So if I pull in, my I park in, in my garage. My door is going to get slammed every single time he opens oh, the door. So hilarious. I started it well, years okay. ago when yeah. he was, and also, because I did $1,000 worth of damage to Dennis's car back in the driveway one morning. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do it in my driveway because, uh, A, it's easier to pull out in the morning. A all that and traffic, then, and then B. Well, it's not that press. It's just it's just easier. It's it's not that I'm animals. pulling out the traffic, but animals, Steve. That's the other part. Uh, honestly, I have a ton of deer in my neighborhood. There's Do you? Also, there's also yes, and there's also a guy who walks his dog in like at that early time in the morning, and I don't want to run him over. I love to watch you back out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to run over the lady who walks her dogs in my neighborhood early in the morning. Does she not clean up the poop? No, she's just in. Uh, the way she walks that dog. Yeah. No, she's, dog she's How's that life bitch. of the whore you're she's living? A bitch. Talk about bitch face. Yeah. This lady is like, just, she's a bitch with a bitch face. What you should do <laughs> is if she has a poop bag, Kathy, say, can I see that? And then smash it across I the face. I would love to do that. She, she also walks her dog in a stroller. Well, that's... Oh! oh. What the freak? Right. walk, bitch! I hate that. Wow. I hate that more than a backer in her. Marissa. Uh, I have to jump in here. I'm team backer in her. Yes. yes. Because... Join the team. I've had too many experiences in a parking lot where I've almost hit somebody. In fact, at Nick's Wawa that he was talking about, I used to have to pick up newspapers on my way into the station, and I backed into somebody's car. As part as part of Team Backer Inner, let me ask you this: <laughs> Do you keep enough enough um, uh, distance as you pull in so that uh, I find that team, people members of Team Backer Inner in parking lots tend to favor their side for extra space, which then makes it. No, issue. right in the center. No, because are I you have, sure you're right in the right center? center. Yeah, right. I have to do it at home every single day because I my I park in a garage and that's part of it. And, and my, all the traffic my, coming by. <laughs> yeah. Well, but when I'm driving up, I've seen people like have to slam on their brakes because they're pulled in and they can't see anybody coming mm. up the garage. But no, and I'll readjust if I'm a little 
too close right, if I'm holding right. one of the sides. But we can all agree that people who walk their dogs in strollers are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> unless, <laughs> the dog, unless the dog has a physical issue. A disability. Yes. Uh, it doesn't. I will say, though, listen, <laughs> if I'm in a parking lot and there are cars behind me that it, that I will potentially hold them up, even though I am an expert backer inner, I'll back in. I will just, I will either, you know, pull around or I'll pull through or I'll just, you know, pull front into the spot. I do not want to hold people up because I don't like when people do that okay, I hear to you. me. I hear, okay, so you're I'm a puller through her, but yes. I'm not a backer in her. Tell you where I'm not a backer in her <laughs> or a pull through because sometimes it's, it's very tempting to pull through at Target, <gasps> but you can't because then you don't have access to your, your trunk. trunk. Put your, your trunk stuff in there, to yep. Put, to put stuff in your trunk. Every mm-hmm. single time I go, I buy enough that I'm going to have to fill my trunk. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, let me. All right. Let me. Let me back up first. I, I, well, back do you want to back up? up? No. I think you want to pull. Through. I'm not backing in. I'm pulling yeah, through. Right, let's pull through. Uh, I'll go back to this first. Then, then we'll get to the back in or puller through or thingy. Uh, but uh, Nick had mentioned, you know, almost hitting somebody this morning, and then you have, have something happen that could be. You go, man. That could have gotten bad. I'm going to go to Jackie because she's had some things this morning. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Jackie? So I had about three things happen to me this week that weren't great things, but they all could have been worse. So I guess it was Monday night. I chipped my front tooth. (laughs) And luckily it was in the back. So I can feel it, but no one can tell. There you go. And honestly, Jackie, that's that's a win as far as these things go. It's not cosmetic and it's not really destroying your chewing ability. Okay. Right, right. So that's good. All right. A couple days later, I got rear-ended and they drove off. Ooh. Is your car- no damage to my car. So there you go. Okay, could have been worse. Okay, okay. Been worse. Good. <laughs> Let me go to Scott. Hey, Scott, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, oh my gosh. I found you again off in the morning. Yay! Welcome into the show. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Call in later for our cash contest. <laughs> Hey, uh, Scott, so we started off this conversation, Nick pulling out of a spot in Wawa almost hit somebody, and it's the one on Belmont, and you used to work there, right? I used to work there in the early 2000s, and I would see at least nine accidents a day. Nine accidents a day. I have no doubt. If people aren't familiar, as as Nick, and, and you'll back this up, Scott, when you're, you're basically, when you pull off the road, you're in a spot. Yeah. I mean, that's how oh. tight it is. Yes, and remember, we have to park there, too, so we have to jam our cars right. into that. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so I think I know where my hang-up with the backer inner comes from. All right. Okay, I think I, I think I just realized this because I saw this guy for years. I would uh, make a morning stop at my local Wawa. I haven't done it in a while cause I, because, you know, pandemic, I've been yeah. bringing my own food, so normally I would get what I was going to have for lunch and so on. But anyway, um, this guy would come in, and, and granted, this is... A little bit after 4 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody in the parking lot. I mean, zero cars in the parking lot. And this guy would pull in in his big pickup truck with a giant Punisher decal on the hood. Yeah. And he would back into a front spot. And I'm like... Dude, there's nobody here. You're going to be fine. There's yeah. no one here. You're the Punisher. Why are you packing into this so, spot? And I know why it was. So you could see his Punisher logo <laughs> on, his, on the hood of his truck. So that's a negative association that you have with Big time. the backer inners. Don't and this place dude, us all in I'm that. sorry, Steve. I, I know this comes as a shocker. This guy didn't look like a vigilante to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He looked like a victim to me, to be honest. But, um, yeah, but I, I was going to get some I, snack balls. I couldn't wrap my mind around that, and I think it kind of mm. irked me about backer Mister, this pretzel's filled with sour cream. <laughs> well, there's always a yeah. bad apple in the team backer in, right? Yeah. <laughs> and let me, let me see if I can turn your frown upside down here, Preston. Right, let me see right. if I can change your mind. I'm a backer to... to 
honor my father. Okay. My father passed away six years ago, yes. and he was a backer in He was a truck driver, yes. and it's a way to honor my father. Well, listen, we're right. getting a number of texts defending the backer in procedure, and a lot of them are delivery people who say that they are trained to do that. Yeah. And that therefore they do it in their personal lives as well. And that makes complete sense. If you're if you're pulling in like you, the Preston at a completely empty lot or yeah. lots with loads of empty spaces, like in the morning here, yeah. someone to, would, backing into me is like what? I mean, you just pull in. You pull through. Either either side of the equation, you're going to lose the time you pick up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you. Um... So I forget what I was going uh, to say. Nick, you you back out of your spot here too, and there's a there's a whole. You could be well, a puller thruer, but I you could don't. be. Uh, I used to be. I've uh, but I here's what I do lately is I pull behind Preston uh, because Preston some days leaves before me and some days doesn't. And the days that he leaves before me, I know that I can pull through. So if I leave before he does, I then have to back out. I'm glad to know that you. You pull too close to my vehicle. I do. Yes. Oh. All right. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I. <laughs> no, I'm glad you told me. I walk to the, I walk to the passenger side first, and I put my briefcase in there, and then I walk around the back of the vehicle. And you can't fit and through. And I walked around and gone. God damn it! I can't get through. Yeah. Whoever that is, is parked too close. So that's you. That's me. All right. Thank so you. Me. You actually open your car and put your briefcase in, and then shut it, and then get on the other side. You don't just get into your car and throw and then, everything and over. put everything on the. No. Here's what I do. It's I, really heavy. I I put my and I, I open bad, my and I have a bad so, right shoulder. So. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Back seat door back door opens up. I put my stuff on the back seat. Oh, and then, you go back seat. Yeah. Oh. See, I forget it. If it's in the back seat, I you don't forget about it. Everything. <laughs> okay. Hey, Chase is back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me get uh, some other calls, and we've got we've got even split. You know what? Actually, we should do a poll, Marissa. What do you I think, think about it's up? Right, she's already got it up. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Slappy. Hey, Slappy. Slappy. <laughs> Brandon, 49 days to Angorski's birthday. <laughs> oh, How many days? Angorski's birthday. Oh, we're already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is for Slappy. Hang on a second. Oh, Slappy, happy, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. No. All right, what's up, man? All right, so I woke up a Presbyterian, but now with all this nonsense talk, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, you're, you're Preston, you're a logical man. Let me see if I can bring you over to a team backer in or here. Okay. So uh, Steve is our resident uh, forklift driver from his past experience. Right. Um, forklifts, the wheels turn in the back, not the front. Right. So if you're backing into a spot on team backer inner. You're pointing the vehicle into that spot by steering from the back end of what is turning into the back end of the vehicle versus if you're pulling in forward, you're dragging the back end in with you. So I think it's a lot easier to back into a spot and not kind of get close to the, if if it's a tight parking spot, that one D-bag at the Wawa parking lot. Backing in, like don't don't let that guy ruin it for everybody. Oh, so you're saying that that of the active (laughs) community that commutes to work uh, on forklifts, it's a no brainer. (laughs) No, just take that and apply it to the situation. Okay, okay. For your average forklift commuter, (laughs) yeah, it's easier to back into a tight parking spot than pulling forward. I have no like my the wheels are turning. My backing out game is is solid. I mean, I'm what about pulling out game? Is it any good? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Right now, I don't have to. I don't have a process. I got nothing in there. Uh, Thanks, Slappy. Appreciate it, man. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Let's. uh, Slappy, happy, wait, wait. 
<laughs> my wife, that's I remember I was going to say, when she was sales, she had a company car, and they had to take vehicle training, uh, safety training, right. and they were trained to either pull through or back in because uh, a lot of accidents happen when people are backing out of spots. Okay. Huh. I have had moments where, and listen, I here's another thing. When, when backing out of a spot, um, don't you hate when people that are driving down yeah. the lane will not... They, they keep going, even I though you're backing it. out. I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. Don't you see? That, By the way, though, my vision is limited as I'm backing out. There, that's why I should be a b- b- backing no, out. No, 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 no. I'm saying. That's not a reason because you're, you, you, you have no sway. That doesn't matter. <laughs> in, in the general case of things, if you if someone I think there's a percentage you're out at which you stop and allow the person to pull out. There's a there's a percentage at which they stop if they're pulling out and you go through. But if you're pulling but out forwards, your field of vision is better and you can see said it doesn't matter if someone's coming coming down the road. If 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 you matters for you because you can see them better. I can see them still on my uh, my reverse camera. Nice. Listen, I think I think we need a voice of reason. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome Ann Gorski Yay! to the show Gorski. this morning. Ann, hello. <laughs> wait, wait, Ann, real quick. What? Are you team backer in her or are you team puller through her? No. Um, puller through her. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, 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 but team backer in her, uh, well, team puller through her. Well, I think that's it, a different, different team. I think it's that's a different, different team. team. It's either team yeah. backer in her or team pull, or team or or team or pull, team pull in. in. Are you a pull in or back in? Usually. Okay. Right. Okay. She's okay. on our side. I love I'm you, Ann. Like, uh, Kathy, like, you know, the target thing, I get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. you, gotta, you gotta have room to get in the trunk. Yep. <laughs> All right, and uh, besides this and, and your birthday, you wanted to mention something else, right? Today is my father's actual birthday. Papa Gorski! Oh! Papa, Papa Gorski! Is his last name Gorski? It, it's not. It's uh. Buck. 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 I thought she said what's his, sucks. What's his first name? <laughs> Frank. Frank. Frank Buck. Frank Buck. That's a manly name yeah, right there. My name is Frank <laughs> Buck. Name is Frank Buck. I would see him having like the testicles hanging from yeah, the back of his yeah. pickup truck. And, and the phrase would have to be "Don't f yeah with Frank, <laughs> Frank Buck. Buck." Don't, but only saying the yeah. whole word out, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's got big, big <laughs> truck nuts on the back of his Prius. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're. We're usually down celebrating with you guys at Eggs with Peg every single year. Hmm. Um, so well, it's we going on. We just won't be there. But uh, I know. Well, we're not going to make it this year either. So well, you make it next, next year. year. We'll be there. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And give uh, give your dad our best and uh, tell right. Frank happy birthday. Okay. You know what? All do, right. Do me a favor. Give him a real uncomfortable kiss. The kind of daughter should not give a. <laughs> oh <on> my god! <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> Nasty shard out. We can do sure. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll do a real nasty awesome. shard out for the Gorskis, for the Buckster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can do that. Yeah! That's the Frank Buck. <laughs> All right, uh, man, we got to take a break in just a second. Let me oh, get boy. a couple more calls real quick. I'm going to go to Sam. Hey, Sam, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Gadzooks yeah. to you, sir. What's up? 
I'm actually backing into my parking spot as we speak. <laughs> yeah, no, our uh, our company uh, requires all employees to back into their parking spots. Um, you actually get in trouble if you don't. And uh, the safety department's theory on it, well, not theory, study that they've done, is uh, like 80% of accidents happen from backing out of parking spots. So um, if you're... if you're coming off the road, and uh, you're aware of your surroundings, you're driving, um, that's the time to back into your spot because we're coming out of work, in your house, uh, you're not thinking about driving at that point. So, um, you know, your mind's not going to be looking out for pedestrians like what happened to Nick today. So, yeah, they it's a policy. They require it. In. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a number of texts come in like that. Thank you, uh, Sam. I appreciate it. You know what? I actually got a ticket one time for backing into a spot. Oh, backing into a spot. Backing into a spot. Nick, it was in Manhattan Beach hmm. in California. We were staying at your aunt's place, and we had rented a really big vehicle. It was like a, you know, like a Tahoe or something yeah. like that, or uh, an, not an Escalade, but one of those Suburban or monsters. Yeah. And so we were going to go to dinner, and in, in the, the little area, there was a parking spot, parking uh, lot. I didn't read the sign that said you would get a ticket. And the reason I backed in, it was really small. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to fill up. It's, <laughs> yes. it's going to fill up, and we're going to have a hell of a time getting this beast out of this mm-hmm. parking spot. So I'm going to back in. I backed in, came back, got a ticket for it. Now, I don't know why hmm. well, there, they didn't allow backing in the spots. What I was going to say was there's a lot in Maniunk, same thing, but there's signs that says, do not back into your spot. And I think it's mean, it's a ticketed lot, and I think it's probably because they need to get to your license plate if they're going to ticket you. Well, you've been scarred. It's just easier. You've been scarred twice. So I you have the been. ticket and the, the Punisher yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, I get it. Uh, okay. it's, it's influenced your opinion here. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll... <coughs> Steven, I don't mean to leave the team. No, no I'm, I'm staying. I'm right, staying firm. I'll, I'll yeah. try it out I'm and see. <laughs> and see how it feels. I, I pull in and I back the F out. Uh, all right. Here's <laughs> a reason. This guy has some logic behind why he backs in. I'll go to John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? So, yeah, I back in personally just because if if you ever have an issue where your battery dies or your alternator goes and you pull into a spot, it's yeah. not that easy for somebody just to pull. I mean, I've had the issue where people pull in and I can't run the jumper cables to the car because there's an asshole next to me. Oh. John, uh, well, I, I, I do that. what Frank Buck Gorski does. I, just, <laughs> I pick the car up on the back and pull it out manually and then we jump it. Uh, all right, thanks, man. So that's the logic that he uses in that. Okay. The only reason I don't like backing into parking spots in shopping centers is if I have to put things in my trunk, then it's harder to. Well, put she's just saying. Yeah, she's, saying that, she's saying that's yeah. the whole target conundrum. But I yeah. do understand that. However, for me, the optimum parking situation is a pull through. Uh, I will go to. Yeah, I agree, Steve. Yeah. Same here. I will. I would prefer that. David, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Guys, too. What's up, bud? So, um, last week I was in a wild wild parking lot (laughs) and I was backing out, and this high school kid comes around the side of the building and hits my car. Mm. So, we go through the claims process and everything, and I'm assuming that he would be at fault for driving like, you know, like an ass in the wild wild parking lot. But it turns out that if you're backing out, you're always the most liable, and it's always your fault, essentially. So, I will be backing in for the rest of my life. Wow. Okay. Just to avoid that that potential. Yeah. What I've noticed is that a lot of people who have backed in when they pull out, they pull out and are less inclined to take the you know left, right, left sort of thing. They just dart right out. I've seen it happen countless times yeah, where pull out quickly, right? And I and I, I exactly. <laughs> pulled out. And too then quick. you get stuff all over your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. 
pull that way early on that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Aaron. We're never going to have a baby. Hi, Aaron. You're on the <laughs> you're on the air. Good morning. Cousin Larry Appleton. Oh, <laughs> it's cousin Larry Appleton. What's his name, man? Cousin Larry Appleton. All right, what's up, man? <laughs> So, so I have an issue with Preston. Now, it's just like you. I can't necessarily pinpoint it. I yep. feel like it's not a normal thing right. to back in. By the way, I think my wife just texted me about this <laughs> very issue because she drives her not too. So, Christina, hi. Um, but it, it's almost like it's almost like the guy who wears white sunglasses. Like, <laughs> wear the black ones. Wear the black ones like the rest of us. It conforms to the unwritten rules of society. Yeah. It's stupid, and I don't get it. And, and one other little quick story. So my neighbor, my next-door neighbor, was a backer-inner for 10 years. Yeah. They moved, replaced by a backer-inner. This guy is so bad at backing in that he felt the need to put one of those, like, parking lot curbs at the top of his driveway. Like, the parking lot curbs that drive directly into the Wawa or into the field at the end. Yeah. So he, and he butts up against it every single time. And it dawned on me while I was waiting to get on the air here. He wears white sunglasses. Oh, oh, white sunglasses. Aaron, Aaron, you raised the point. Listen, if, if we live in a world of incredibly adroit backer-inners, I see so many people, though, taking, and, you know, like at a Target or something, you'll see people in a car doing four or five passes on backing in, and that just drives me crazy. <laughs> Right. Absolutely insane. Yes. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. You know what I've noticed is, is it, and it's it, like he said, is I don't have a logical reason for yeah. it. But uh, like, even if there's, say, for example, like you know, some neighbors that for some reason they just don't sit right well with me, and I've driven by and gone, and I see their car backed in the driveway, like, oh, oh and they're a backer in or two. Uh huh. Hold on, did, uh, figures. So I don't run children over in my figures. neighborhood. Did <laughs> so two of you just say you wear white sunglasses? Um, I do every now and then. Yeah, I've uh, I wear whatever's available. I don't. I don't. I have blue sunglasses. But Chuck D'Amico lost a pair of white sunglasses in the ocean last year. So, so for his so for his birthday, I bought him a pair of white sunglasses. So I'm team white sunglasses. <laughs> why is that bad? Is that real bad? Oh no! I was just, I, while while he was talking, yeah. I heard you guys say. <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, I got a pair of white sunglasses. <laughs> it's funny because I did have a pair of white sunglasses, and somebody commented on it like in an Instagram picture. I was like, what the freak is your problem? With <laughs> is that a white thing? Su- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, apparently what, it is. I under, but did you understand what the guy was saying when he said that? Like yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I thought it was yeah, funny. I yeah, I get it. <laughs> Everybody it look, it else wears a little black sunglasses. It looks if, a little strange. If you don't like somebody, or you've just decided you don't, then there used to be. I forget which one of my comedian friends used to do the bit on it, but it was. It was like, look at that guy. Look at, <laughs> look, look at him. He's eating ice cream. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Anything they do is going to be disappointed. Look at that. You son uh-huh. of a bitch. My, my brother used to buy white sunglasses every summer before he would. You know, before he had a. Family, married, yeah. kids, all that. Uh, and so when he would go down the shore, he would be that guy with the white sunglasses. That guy with the white sunglasses. I've been I've been riding around on the bike on the shore with uh, at the shore with white sunglasses. <laughs> that so I'm that guy. All right. Well, anyhow, um, go to the poll if you want to vote. If you want your voice to be heard about backer inner or puller inner yeah. or whatever it is. And one more time to the guy in the Sixers jersey at five fifteen this morning. I am sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it my fault entirely. And uh, if I had only been able to back into that parking spot, yeah. Yeah. he texted me. He said he uh, accepts a little bit of responsibility to as a pedestrian. Okay. He texted you? No, but no. he should. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay close. MMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band August 16th and 18th at the ballpark. Listen to Preston and Steve for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, 
remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Casey had an observation slash question, I believe, yeah. something recently. Okay, so I want to make this as short as possible. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> had a guy. Begins in a farm. All right. Uh, when two, when a man and a woman love each other. <laughs> uh, no. I, I had a door-to-door salesman come by my house. I believe it was, yeah, it was yesterday. Which is wild in and of itself. Yes. Uh, it, it doesn't happen very Not often. Not a lot. My neighborhood, by the way, is a no solicitation uh, neighborhood. So they are. There is a sign as you pull into my neighborhood, no solicitation. You you get a guy at the door. So I get a guy at the door who's asking, he's uh, into, uh, he does pest services, right? I'm into pest services. He's like, yo, I'm totally into this, man. It's my kink, you know. Uh, He's an exterminator. He's an exterminator, but he specifically... He starts naming my neighbors as if I know them. He's right. like, you know, we have Jan and, and 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 Sam up the street and Sally and Bill. I'm like, I don't know people. And he's like, they're um, I'm I take care of ant infestation, right? Uh-huh. And it specifically says ants first, and then goes on to like the other pests. Obviously, mosquitoes, ticks, whatever, right. termites, termites. And uh, and he asked me if I you know if I want his services. And I said no, I'm good. You know I use Mosquito Shield. They take care of my mosquitoes, my ticks, right. and all that other sort of stuff. By the way, he starts asking me who I use, and I'm like, that's none of your business, pal. But anyway, yeah. so do you have any medical conditions? Um, so my real question is this: because it was late, and I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. However, uh, it was just weird that he went ants first because like two weeks ago, in my mailbox was a major ant infestation in my mailbox and my mailbox is not on my house it's right. it's like one of those at the mail- end of the street at yeah. the end of, at the, at end, the end of the driveway, driveway on right. the street and i was like and you know because i'm mowing along at this point and i'm just i'm all in my head thinking i'm like did this freaking guy plant ants mother oh, ever okay so i mean because it was a lot of ants no, in my I mailbox think, i think this is the time of year that you'll see ant infestation so i get in them, my mailbox i don't know about your mailbox but i get and they're not regular ants um they're a different type but i get them uh, on my patio every year this time of year right now and um sometimes they get so bad that we do have to have them treated casey you're not a conspiracy theorist but you are suspect i am quite a bit of of all kinds of especially advertising you're sure. always suspect yeah. of wait a minute hey, See, I, I think know. they're i think they're making that viral thing up you know so you're always kind of in tune to that right so i don't blame you for thinking yeah. this if this did uh happen did, yeah to you a little while ago um but I mean, listen. There are there are documented cases of exterminators that come in and they say, "Hey, you got a mouse problem here," and they had actually sprinkled mouse feces around yes. yeah. to make you believe that you did when you don't. Uh, so it does happen. But uh, that's I'd never heard of uh, targeting a mailbox yep. before. <laughs> that's a federal crime. It yeah. is. You're oh. screwing with the mail. Yeah. I'll tell you this though. Preston's right, and I believe in the state of Pennsylvania there was an investigation. I don't know how we. It was about that about the drop. It's a classic drop. The rat, the the, the mouse feces, or you you have, you know, they've even gone as far as to release. I, I remember one guy had a thing where he could release a mouse into the house, uh, you know, and just and all of this bizarre stuff. And it's it's sort of the it's sort of the um, you know the the, the scam as it yeah. were. It's been stuff. It's been the, the stuff of conversation for years. By the way, I hate that 
method that this guy used on you, not the ant thing, but but the whole, hey, by the way, your neighbor's so-and-so and so-and-so, and these guys are all on board. Boy, are you missing out. Don't you feel like an a-hole in the neighborhood because everybody else? You, yeah. Like, I, I hate that. And and when there was a, uh, there was, um, uh, you know, so we've we've been endorsing Comcast for yes, ages. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there were people that were using other services that were coming right. in, and this guy started kind of giving me the hard sell. I know. And and I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm 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 whipping out the big guns. I'm like, I, I get a free subscription because <laughs> can you beat that? Can you beat that price? Uh, we can beat that deal. I go, well, I, I get it for free because I it's yeah. part of my endorsement deal that I have. Oh, yeah, you uh, you do, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then he left immediately. Listen, but I can't stand. And it I don't way. I don't mind a logical progression. Like, okay, thank you, here's the service. Oh, I, I thank you very much. And we'll, now I get that persistence pays off in some cases. But in my case, Preston, they walk up the steps they walk past at least three or four xfinity home security signs you know i've had the same sort of approach from, from a different company right and it's like <laughs> you know it's like i'm good and once once i think you're you very clearly state in a manner much like this yeah no thank you i'm very happy with our service that should be it yeah i just there's no need. i'm happy with our ants uh, you know listen I, I anybody who has to go door to door for sales like i i, I feel you i i'm i feel really no it, i understand yeah. working hard and, and, and pounding the payment i, I agree for a day. Yes. i literally yeah. before i got the job with you guys no besmirchment of that I yeah. did door to door for an entire day in the middle of the summer, and I was like, "I hate this. I'm never going to do this again." Right? I'm never going to do this again. However, when I'm sitting on my couch in the back of the room, right. uh, in the back of the house, and the doorbell goes off, and my dogs start going absolutely bonkers, and I have to get off the couch, stop doing what I'm doing to go, and then have to tell you no twice, like "f you, dude." Uh, you know, like that pisses me off. I, I hide. I'm surprised you answer the door. Like, no, I, because I, my children. So I, would, I see I, you in there. I, would tell, I see you. Did I tell the kids to go upstairs and turn off all the lights? We're going in the basement and the like. I will. Uh, it wanna, it's I like wanna a quiet place. Oh my god, oh my there, god. there is no going to the door. <laughs> I, like I don't. I don't care if they're selling me chocolate cookies. I, I'm, I'm out. I don't yeah. want it. Do you have uh, walkways with like sand on it, Nick? So oh, do yeah. you make a sound? Did you want? absolutely? I had uh, there was. I heard a knock on the door. I was downstairs in the basement. And and I hear uh, Carter, my son, go to the door and open it, and then I, and then I didn't hear anything for a yeah. long time. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. something, something's going. And I went upstairs, and he's out front, and I see an army recruiter talking to him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's oh. I almost laughed. I'm like, you are talking to the wrong team. <laughs> but I told him, I'm like, look, we're friends with a recruiter, so thanks, yes. but yeah. no thanks. I appreciate, I, it. I appreciate it. But they were having this lengthy conversation. Yeah. I could tell Carter was looking at me like, get me out of this town. Yeah, get him, me man, out of this place. We get army for free. So. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got our military for free. Uh, the, but you make a good point, Case. It is it is hard work. But again, those things, and, and again, the, the pushy thing. You know, there used to be the old classic about the guy sticking his door. Uh-huh. You know, or the vacuum cleaner salesman who would you know put dirt on the floor. It, it's not that it hasn't happened. By the way, let me let me double back to yes. your Ann thing, and we're going to go to these calls that are coming up of people that are wondering about uh, the validity of some of this. Somebody text in Casey just to give you an example. It says my mailbox got invested infested with uh, carpenter ants a few years ago uh, because of the wooden post. I opened it, reached my hand in, freaked out. We changed to all PVC and metal, and to this day I have to check out the mailbox before putting my hand in. I don't remember if an exterminator came around after or not. I always have to check the mailbox first because of um, monsters. Well, 
it's Flash Gordon, right? Yeah, 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 Where yeah, they yeah. stick their hand into yes, that little yes. thing. I was like, yeah. That's scary. <laughs> uh, does it have a wooden post? It does. Okay. But not for long. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Rimdoll. Rimdoll. How about a Rimdoll? Rimdoll. What's up, Scott? <laughs> uh, no, Casey, I, I totally think stuff like that happens. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I had a friend of mine that they, they called to get an estimate on an alarm system in their house. And and the, and the guy came out. He did the estimate, the whole thing. And like two weeks later, they they kept calling, trying to follow up. And two weeks later, somebody broke into their house. Shut up. And I, I I think that I swear, and I, I think they I they we think that it was related to the to the alarm company. That's sure. a big risk leak. Yeah, to take. Leak. It is a legitimate but, alarm company, though. Yeah. It's and not it without precedent, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, so so there, I mean, but. You're right. If you if you do want to sell them and, and you and you get caught breaking in, you're gonna yeah. lose the sale. Yeah. Did they steal anything or did they just break in? No, they just broke in and and he. I mean, he caught the guy. I mean, he like saw him and then and then crapped his pants and the guy ran. You know, the guy ran out. So it was kind of like a. It was kind of like a yeah. quick little little thing. You know Maybe I mean? if you had ATT like alarm, he wouldn't have asked <laughs> yeah. him this way. Was he, was yeah. he, was he <laughs> running away? He's wearing yeah, a black yeah, and white yeah, yeah. striped yeah. outfit with, a, with, with a, yeah, with the <laughs> eye thing. Looks, on. looks yeah. like the bad guys in a Christmas yeah. story. It's a bandy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Scott. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's. I think if yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see. I don't see anybody going to that length. If you're a legitimate business, yeah, I know. You know, I, breaking I mean, into someone's you house, you legit run the risk of getting shot in the face if yeah. you break into somebody's house. Or going to, to jail a for sale. a long, long time. That too. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning. I've waited years to talk to you guys, and now I have nothing clever to say. Oh, oh man! Well, yesterday was Ann Gorski's birthday. Oh, so you can say happy hey, birthday, Ann Gorski. What's up, Greg? Hey, uh, so years ago, I lived in uh, Glasgow in Scotland, and uh, they have this um, like street that's shut down just for shopping, and all up and down the middle are solicitors, and they stop you every like 100 feet trying to get donations. And years ago, I was trying to live over there, and the first job I got was as a door-to-door salesman like solicitor and it was all for donations and they went through like a week or two of training with of me like eight hours a day of how to get your foot in the door and yeah. how to like essentially guilt people into giving mm. donations and it's all based on well you're neighbor this so you're kind of a jerk if you're not doing this yeah, right? like, like there's some sort of big gathering like you know like oh my gosh i don't, I don't want to be the only one with ants you know, I, you know i don't know if it's actual fact or not, but my perception was over there that door-to-door salesman was like way more common than it is here. And it was like almost like a plague. Like it was everywhere. Like really? 20 minutes in my old apartment over there, someone would be knocking and if you answered oh. the door, they would give you generic names of like, oh, well, and, and they're so good at what they do uh, in terms of getting their foot in the door and not breaking a conversation. And you felt so guilty if you didn't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that as a tactic. I've had it used on me. I, I but I, I run two tabs at the same time. One is for the I, I I give them all the credit in the world for doing something that's very hard and having literally door slammed in your face. But I also ask, you know, you're now on my property. Respect my property. I will engage you. I'm not going to be rude. And then at a certain point, when I'm sending all the cues, I move along. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, my my wife has done has called me to be like there was a solicitor and I felt bad I didn't want to be mean now we're getting an estimate on our brand new windows <laughs> right right right.
I, Do you know who's very can be very persistent sometimes if they show up at the watchtowers and you get the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like God bless. I know they're they're on a mission, and I, I got yeah. that. But I mean, you, you're there, and you have like half a hoagie, and you're like, you know, and you. Oh. Uh, I, you know I, I've mom, become desensitized. Yeah. I don't care. You I'm like, no, mom, we don't need any. Bye bye. Now close the door. See him. By the way, uh, this is Greg the Cellist from Isolation Idol. I love you. Guys. Oh, yeah. good to hear from you, Greg. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, we're happily back at work, and everything is uh, doing all right in Limerick. That's Excellent. awesome, man. Happy to hear it, dude. Thanks for checking in, Bub. We'll talk to you soon. He works That's for an end service. Yeah. Steve, my mom used to hand the Jehovah Witness a uh, pamphlet from the church when they <laughs> yes, would come. Just hand him back a pamphlet. That's what she would do. She check would, this out. She, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what she would do. She goes, and they'd walk away immediately. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. There's no way we're fighting I this. I asked them if they want to pray to Mecca with me, and yeah. I, that works pretty well as well. Or wow. if you just put on devil horns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I uh, same thing with the the uh, phone calls that come in daily. I just I just hang up. And, oh, and same thing with the, the front door. In case it's interesting, because I will I'll get a few a year. Usually yeah. a landscaping company, uh, pest uh, you know uh, pest services or uh, exterminators. Uh, sometimes uh, you know roofing. It's usually house services and things like that. And they may legitimately be in the area oh, sure. doing work. And I understand. I'm just not interested. We're, we're here to, to canvas. It's it is that dynamic. And there've been times where I have neighbors using a service and I'll go over and ask yeah. like you know oh well can you can you come over and take a look at my my setup you know yep all right let me go to a couple other calls I will uh yeah let me go to Larry has a suggestion hey uh Larry you're on the air good morning Hey guys, long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you for the, the other way, but that's cool. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, I actually called uh, like a week uh, about the guys that got fired for not being able to do their job. Same thing, solar company. Okay. Um, so I work for a solar company. My wife's actually a sales rep for the solar company. Um, and they are door-to-door solicitors. You know, they're coming, knocking on everybody's door, trying to sell them solar. Because, you know, hey, it saves you money at the end of the day. Um, but Nick or Casey, I forget which one said it, said about, you know, I just, you know, turn my lights off and I'm not home. They're just going to keep knocking your door until you answer. All right. Well, then I'm going to move. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nick. So Nick has, has set up a panic room. Yeah. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I can outlast you, Larry. I promise. There's food. And there's. Hey, he's got prepper food in there and everything. Canned goods. So, Larry, you're saying it's best just to just to rip the bandaid off, go up there and just say, "Look, thanks, but no yeah, thanks." So you say no. Get off from my off my property. We're not interested. Get off my off. property. I don't think I've They're ever actually said those words with the actual intent. That'd be <laughs> kind of fun. Maybe Get off my property. Once to a revenue, Preston, but that was it. Mm. When they discovered oh, my are, still. There are some rude and ignorant people out there. Like that, my wife from home. Plenty of days where mm. it's like, hey, I walked up and they came to the door as I'm walking up the driveway. Like, no, not interested. Get off my property and close the door. I, yeah. I think some people also oh, okay. on the flip side. To, to that, Larry, is that people are just trying to work. Yeah. I get it. I don't want to. And that's even people who call, if they're legitimately nice and they call into the house, uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll engage for, for a few seconds and then move along. And if they don't, I will hang up. What you do get, to me, the most, I don't want to use the overused Thanks, term, offensive, but the thing that drives me crazy, if you do happen to pick up and you're getting a computerized conversation. Yeah. And so they, when you know, hey, how are you? <laughs> 
you know, and then I'll always say, what, what, by the way, what time is it? And yeah. if I don't get an answer back, you know, you, I, I don't yeah, even yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If there is a, if there's a uh, two second pause yeah. before they respond to my hello, Hang up. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone because well, I know where you're doing. Yeah. I will answer. It's, it's scouring the banks and waiting for a pickup and then yeah. it comes in on you. I will answer and not even say hello. I'll just, you know, just click answer and then I just wait and I wait and I wait. And then sometimes you just hear a click and then other times you hear like, hello. Is Mr. Fosman... And then in the background, you're... <laughs> you're like an ox. Yeah. I do think it's odd, though, that like I don't see solicitors out anymore. I mean, on a very rare occasion, mm-hmm. like a tree service will yeah. knock at like, my like door. He's, like Preston but said, home services. It. But there used to be, uh, when no, I was I growing up, you know, full of uh, brush and all that stuff. You yeah, know. but it's just like a lot of calls of people talking about it. Like, it is yeah. still happening out yeah. there. If you're just tuning in, uh, Casey had a guy come and illegally infest his uh, uh, mailbox with ants <laughs> and then came by and asked if he needed uh, ant yeah. services. Likely story, buddy. Yeah, this is what he thinks. So it's you, huh? So I'm going to go to <laughs> Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank, you're on the air. What's up, bud? Yeah, cup. Yeah, uh, cup. <laughs> um, a landscaper came by and uh, we just moved into the house. The yard looked kind of bad. I had like patches of dead grass. So the guy said, oh yeah, these patches of dead grass that's going to spread to the good grass. You're going to see it. There's going to be streaks to the good grass. I never heard of something like that really happening. But I was kind of on the fence. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But then he dropped the line. Like, he could tell I was hesitant. He's like, well, all right, what? You have to ask your wife first if it's okay. Oh, dude. Well, he's just an idiot. Yeah, yeah click. I was like, as a matter of fact, I do, because she also owns the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's our money. 40 anymore, you, so whatever. Yeah. Oh, I guess you, you I guess you listen to chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, so, that, that's, that, that's, that's certainly no way to conclude business. Right. But, so a few days later, well, a few weeks later, there's streets in my grass, and like, Way too, like, nature did not create these streaks. Oh okay. But, like, it looked like, you know. Lines. Like, yeah, like liquid, like, yeah. And, I mean, what, what can I do? Yeah, uh, somebody came out, like, and it, it sounds like they, they used some weed killer or something like that on your on your ass, right? But yeah. So I was expecting them to, like, call me back because I was going to, you know, tell him off and be like, yeah, come back here and we'll have a discussion. Yeah, sure, come back to my house. But, no, no call, no nothing, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Can I put their name out on the air? No, no, cannot. No. (laughs) Just in case you're not correct about that, Frank. We appreciate it, though. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, I'm going to go to, hang on, I have uh, Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Hey, so, uh, yeah, so I had a a guy that showed up to my door. Uh, Real nice kid, uh, young kid, so I try to give him a benefit of Dally trying out there trying to make a dollar and he starts talking about kids sponsoring kids over in different countries and starts showing me these pictures and start feeling bad so next thing you know I got a kid I sponsor in Guadalajara named Hector okay <laughs> <laughs> how's Hector doing these days you talk to him often or yeah I get a postcard every holiday <laughs> wait do you really no, I really do. I get oh. something like every holiday from him. It's like a little letter, and who yeah. knows if it's really from him or not. But All right, well, Lisa was legit. If you're getting it every year. Yeah. I'm... That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was a legit company. Like, it's it's been about two years now since I moved into the neighborhood that it happened. But, you know, I'm type that you knock on my door. I'm looking out the peephole. Like, I don't want to deal with people. I'm home trying to relax. I don't right. want to talk to nobody. So right. this, this kid shows up. I tried to be nice, and 
Now I pay like 25 bucks a month for some kid Hector. <laughs> well, that's not such a bad thing, though, is it? You're doing some good, in theory. Unless yeah, it's yeah. just going to some dude I, in Kensington. Yeah, I mean, technically I'm doing something good, but when it all breaks down, it was really just peer pressure. I didn't, I didn't want to oh, You didn't that. want to do it. You were forced into doing it. That's like uh, there's a movie called About Schmidt that yeah. is not a great movie, but remember he's sending this money out and he doesn't Dear think it's... Dear Indugu. And yeah, yeah. And, and eventually the kid writes back to him yeah. and, it, and it touched him, you know? He was, he was excited that he was actually helping somebody out. Uh, let me go to... I believe I have uh, Carrick. Is that your name, Carrick? Yes. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Morning, guys. Morning. What's your story, bud? So about 10 years ago, my younger brother is home alone, and he gets a knock on the door from two guys selling service. And he gets all nervous because he's home alone, and he doesn't have my parents to be the, the <laughs> put their foot down to give him a hard no. Yep. So he starts making up an excuse that... Um, that his parents aren't home, so he can't do anything. And he just starts breaking all the rules of a 12-year-old kid home alone. Aww. Telling him that, uh, oh, yeah, my parents aren't home. And they're like, well, will they be home later today? And he's Aww. like, no. Oh, no. They're, yeah. They're not going to be home for about a week. And then... Um, and, then and I'm sexually like, okay, curious. Okay. Maybe then. And uh, so then they're like, all right, do you mind if we come in and go to the bathroom? Oh, God. Oh. Okay, but don't go in the back room where the safe is. Yeah, yeah, because it's open and the jewelry's hanging out. Oh, no, no. Well, he he lets them in to go to the bathroom, and he's, like, realizing as he lets them in that he made a big mistake. Luckily, they just left, but afterwards, when he told my parents, my mom started freaking out. Yeah. And, like, checking the bathroom for cameras or, like, things that were stolen or anything like that. Well, one of the things that does happen, and it will happen in cases like that, where someone will come in, and it's the oldest scam that's been going on since there have been people to let into your house, they will unlock a window. I'll go get a pen, and when the homeowner leaves, they'll unlock a window, a point of entry. Right. And they will also, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, no, but it's happened enough. You can do it in a bathroom where the door's locked. Exactly. Uh, going back to something we were talking about before, I was over at my buddy's house, how? Howard was his name, and, and we were hanging out. We, you know, we were teenagers. We went up and smoked some weed. Uh, nobody was home. It was just he and I. And uh, a knock comes at the door, and uh, he comes back a little later. He's like, "Hey, dude, there's somebody out front for you." And I'm like, "What?" So I go out there, and I'm just baked. And it was Jehovah's Witness. Oh, man. Come on. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you might have been, were you in an extra spiritual mood because of the pot? Oh I think I, I got, see your point. I got him. No, I got immediately yeah. paranoid. I mean, it was a no, teenager. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. They know. They know. They know. Look at me. They get over there. And I'm just, all these a million things are zipping through my mind. It's clear you're smoking pot. Yeah, yeah. Tell your parents if you yes. don't join. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Get one with some cheese on it. God damn it. <laughs> As Cullen would say, what's up, Tyler? I used to be a door-to-door salesman. I sold uh, roofing, siding, gutters, windows. And uh, one time I knocked on this lady's door. I, the, old, the older lady comes to the door. Very intent, listening to me. Um giving my sales pitch, but what happened was she slowly started removing her clothing. Wow. No. No. wow. Is this a penthouse form story? What? Um, not quite. But right. She was like fully full frontal and keeping me at the door talking like I couldn't get away. It was horrible. And did you comment on the obvious at all while she was doing it? 
I locked eyes with her. I, I tried not to look down, um, and it was a very awkward situation. <laughs> All right, Tyler, was this an attractive woman or no? Um, I, she was, she was older. Um, I don't, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but you know, it, it, it could have been a more pleasant experience. <laughs> it always is. Oh right. Yeah. God. Wow. Uh, you have some liverwurst between your legs. <laughs> interesting, Tyler. Interesting. So were you just eating lunch? When, you, you've managed to get out of there though, right? I did. I managed to get out of there. I um. I pretty much just said, you know what? You have a great day. And I, I turned around and walked away. And uh, I had to go sit down for a minute and recollect myself. Oh my God. Did you have a manager or anything that you told this uh, to? I did, and they didn't believe me, but it happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. All right, Tyler. You seem to have dropped a hoagie in your leg. Thanks, man. man. Appreciate uh, it. Italian hoagie. <laughs> right. There's a lot of red down there. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Casey, I don't know if you got scammed or not. Um, well, I don't think He didn't so. get anything out of me. Or if you, you know, it just might be your wooden post on your Wait, do you still have the ants? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, he's numbered them. Yes. <laughs> this one is a Sir Anthony. But uh, no dice, huh? Nope. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this uh, very interesting article that I thought was worth uh, passing along. Uh, I think I got, I might have gotten it on BuzzFeed, but it was uh, through a Reddit uh, question somebody had asked on a, on a Reddit um, uh, platform. What funny things did you think about women's anatomy before you learned the truth? So it was asking guys this. What 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 did you, as mainly as a kid, think? Yeah, the mystery. Yeah. What, how does that work? Yeah. Where does the pee come out? And uh, the men weren't yeah, that was one of the things. afraid to admit they knew yeah. nothing. And took some pretty funny guesses. So I'll, I'll give you one, a, a first example here. Now, this is the author said this. Yeah. He, he goes, on a related note, I kn- now this is what, what women 
thought about guys. So it's it the opposite here. She said, "I knew." He said, "I knew a girl in high school who thought men's testicles were in two fully separate sacks that <laughs> clanked together like Newton's cradle. Those steel balls yeah, that yeah, clank yeah, together. Clank, clank, clank. Oh my god! Uh, pretty funny stuff, apparently. So she thought that she had a misconception about men. There as you well. go. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think probably in in the in the misconception range that there's probably more going on from young young men. I think so. to women, but probably. That's yeah. just my call. Well, I was one, and Steve, the question you asked is it was a permanent, pertinent one. Right. But the, the where does that pee come out? Because <laughs> I, I knew that sex was a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't understand the mechanics of it. And so uh, I'll phrase this delicately, but I didn't know that she sort of had to go down and come up when engaged. I thought you just went straight in. Right. right. Yeah. I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Right. In yes. fact, yeah. there's, there's so, it, one of these quotes is that exact same okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I'm not alone. Then. That the that the uh, the entry point was more yeah. straight in, right? And not well, okay. More so open. in other words, my, that, you, that you, I'm sorry, that to, you would to face each other. You could yes. stand face to face, yes. and just go oh. right in horizontally. Yeah. I think that's because you know because people like kiss that way, right? Yeah. Right. So like, it's yeah. got to be now. Genitals go that way too, right? So okay. my friend thought for the first time that he had sex and he didn't really. <gasps> oh, what? Because he he was. Thought he was you just oh, straight he was, in, so oh. it was really just like oh. on top. It wasn't right. actually oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay, he, uh, so he thought he was not a virgin, at and that he was like, age? "Oh yeah. wait, um, yeah." I mean, okay. he was yo- he was young for his age. You know, it wasn't when the rest of us were doing it, right? But- mm, your okay. belly button's so tight. <laughs> right. All right, well, let me let me give you a couple of other examples. This one's great. It says, "When I was a little kid, uh, I knew that girls didn't have penises, but I thought they still had balls." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how terrified you were and how like amazed and like all uh, oh, the things you thought? Yeah. Now I, I was I sure you could fire a laser beam into a woman's butthole. Now I was. Uh, you can. You can. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I had a sister, so I had growing up. We would, okay. We would bathe together and everything. Sure. So I had seen the female yeah. anatomy for myself. So uh, those who didn't have sisters of a similar age might have been a little bit more of a mystery for you. Um, here's another one that says uh, I thought that a period was just women going to the toilet and peeing blood out. Oh my god! Perhaps multiple times during one day. Wow. He says, now I know that many women wish that were the case. <laughs> yes, it'd probably be easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one says, since adults constantly reference babies being in mom's tummy, yeah. which you do it's all the standard. time, yeah. and to get things in anyone's tummy, you have to eat them. A logical <laughs> conclusion <laughs> for a three-year-old <laughs> to arrive at is that moms eat tiny babies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baby grows. <laughs> And then will climb its way back up mom's throat and out of her mouth when they are big enough. Oh, my God. Did you? I always, I remember as a kid wondering and getting the idea that there was an opening down there. Yeah. But not being able to understand why everything just didn't slide out. Right. Okay. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Right. I could see that. Uh, this one is titled The Kid Does His Own Research. It says, when I was like four, uh, the older and very unusual neighbor girl climbed a tree and peed from up there while I was out of the splash zone but below. Yeah. And to me, it looked like she was doing it out of her butt. Oh, 
that's I think that's pretty standard for, right? for any kids. Oh yes, I've gotten that. Like uh, Jay's actually last me. He's like he's like you pee out your butt. I'm like no, I don't. He's like yes, you do. <laughs> no, really, I don't. As a kid, I I thought that. And, and Kathy will probably confirm this, but I thought girls didn't poop. Uh, they don't. Kathy does not do that. And the reason being is because uh, I would see after my sister, if, if she happened to not flush the toilet, that there was toilet paper in there. Yeah. But no. No poop. Right. Oh. Yeah. And so and I she, thought. She didn't realize she was dabbing the nozzle. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know what that was all about. I didn't Because I, I didn't have to do any cleanup when I peed. Right, right. right. So right. I thought that she just, yeah. that girls didn't do it. Yeah. They didn't poop, so do they? No. Okay. They don't. You're, right. Right. You're, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a dumb kid. Uh, here's another one that says, when I was a kid, I thought it was weird. Girls used another bathroom, and my mother told me that girls pee sitting down, so they use a different bathroom. Little me was then trying to figure out how girls sit on the urinal to pee, and remember thinking, this just must not be comfortable. Yeah. Well, you remember in Step Brothers when she's in the... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> she's got a leg on. on the urinal. Oh, and after she boy. does it, she turns to her and says, stay golden, pony boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this one says, I have a sister. So from a very young age, I was aware of the basic differences in male and female anatomy. That sounds like me. Uh, mostly because I thought the... Uh, the like some people, uh, I thought that some people have an in belly button and some people have an out belly button. A, vine, a vagina was just a penis that had grown inwardly. <laughs> so he thought that for the longest yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I could sort of see that. So that's yeah. a confusion that makes sense. Another one says, uh, I was only nine at the time. My friend told me that uh, people poop in different colors and that girls poop in colors such as pink, yellow, and all. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be awesome. He cool. also yeah. claimed that he got the blue color, and I was just so devastated that I got the disgusting brown color. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes yeah. the misconceptions can come from somebody telling you something. Oh, yeah. Even as a joke. And you run uh-huh. with it. And you end up thinking that it's, you know, I'm sure Bible. there are people who believed a lot of the stuff that I said as a joke as oh a kid. Oh, my God, right? Yeah, because I was doing it all the time. This text says, I thought you could milk boobs. Uh, it says, I thought boobs were filled with milk and you could milk them just like a cow. <laughs> Uh, well, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But not quite. No, like not that. on demand. Uh, I'm going to go to Margie. Hey, Margie, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Margie? All right, so my kids were in the tub together when they were like three and four years old. Um, and my son threw like a bath toy at my daughter. And she goes, dude, you just hit my wiener. <laughs> and, and he said, you don't have a wiener. You're a girl. And she stood up and said, yes, I do. It's right here between the hot dog roll. Oh, oh, my, oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, and, and you overheard Fantastic. this? Well, I was in. I was giving them a bath because they were so young. I was the hot dog roll. Did you? Did you just let that slide, or did you say anything? Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I guess in a way, yeah. All right. It thanks. Their last bath together. So. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Aww. And now he's got that. a foot long. 
Uh, this one's... All right, listen to this one. says, my husband <laughs> oh, oh thought women's eggs only released by an orgasm. Mm. Oh he didn't god. realize it's a monthly cycle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to dislodge some eggs tonight. Where did he get that idea? Yeah, they were, they were like Velcroed on and you had to jostle them. Where did these ideas come from? Well, I mean, listen. I mean, essentially... That's how the male egg, and I'm, I know All it's right. not an egg. Yeah. Okay, so so logically, yeah. he just assumes that that might be the case, but he had to have heard the story. I don't know, man. Yeah. These are these are people like me. Their parents didn't explain anything to them. I know. <laughs> well, you get the basics. You can conduct all the stuff without really knowing, like, we drive cars, but do we really understand how they work? This is like, right. yeah, wait, don't you remember? My mom was like, I think I asked about sex, and she was like, oh, let's go yeah. to the zoo. Right. I was like, okay. Okay, let me, let me let's watch how the animals do it. <laughs> so we've, uh, as parents, uh, we've been pretty open about it with our kids yeah. and, and, and haven't shied away from any questions they have or also openly saying, hey, let's talk about this. Um, what about you guys? What about uh, the other parents in the room? I'm at a, a delicate age with my son. He's 14, so uh, and he's a little bit of a late bloomer. So it's uh, yes, you have the conversation, and um, actually, one of the benefits of um, being divorced is that Ben has a stepdad and uh, a pseudo stepmother and my girlfriend. So he has several adults that he can talk to. Yeah, and so we're all kind of open about you it. Feel comfortable with? Yeah, it. yeah. And so if he's not comfortable necessarily talking to me about it, he can talk to my girlfriend or you know his mom. He can talk to his stepdad. So uh, I, I think that as long as you present as an open parent, it's weird because you don't want to make them feel terribly awkward, but you also want to be there if they have questions and they need to come to you. My wife is really, really good about this stuff. Uh, she bought books, yeah. right? Books that were actually meant for children. Right. And the way she got my oldest daughter to read it was she handed it to her and said, hey, can you look through this and tell me if you think it's appropriate for your uh, younger brother and sister? Oh, okay. And so... Do you remember the name of the book? um, The Joy of Sex? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The Comic Sutra, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I... uh, Dang it, I don't don't remember the name of it, uh, but it is a... Straight stunt. Yeah, straight (laughs) stunt. Straight stunt. Yeah. Uh, Is this woman a squirter? Oh, my God. Okay. So, you know, I took it in that direction. So, is this appropriate? It is appropriate. It's it's meant for children, but it basically tricked my daughter into reading it. You know, huh, I, I talk with kids all the time uh, about sex. Chase me away. But please, uh, please real don't. quick, <laughs> before the yeah. before I lose these text messages okay. and then Kathy, I'm going to ask you uh, about uh, your approach on this. But uh, it says up until I took a health class in middle school, I was convinced by my parents that babies were cut out of their mother's chest or oh. stomach. Wow. My mom had open heart surgery when she was 15 and told us uh, as kids that the scar down the middle of her chest was a scar from our births. There you oh, go. So that led them to believe yeah. that they come out of your chest like oh, an alien. Jesus. Uh, another one says, I used to think that uh, girls used one tampon a month. I always wondered why my sister had a whole box. I'm like, that should last you at least a year. Yeah, oh come on. Oh, right? that would be great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Only one. Uh, so, Kath, with, with the way you were, you know, the subject was kind of avoided. What about uh, Jace when he becomes Yeah, uh, we're, he's age? not at the age, but we'll probably go to the Elmwood Park Zoo. But not, <laughs> not, yeah. not How necessarily. about that eagle? Not necessarily about sex, but about using uh, anatomically yeah, term, correct terms yeah, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, so, the, yeah, there's been, like, you know, little things like, the, you know, the test. 
testicles or like, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, sure. This is uh, your balls. Uh, I would say this is that you're going to train him enough that every time he thinks, you know, after sex, he should be getting a stuffed animal and a picture of a, you know, like a, like a zoo thing. <laughs> and he's kind of wild. We're going to go. No. So, but the whole, wait, but let me just explain the zoo situation. So behind that was um, if the animals. <laughs> getting it on? Yes. Yeah. That my mom could explain it that way. Did that ever happen? It did. Uh, yeah, and, and she I actually explained it to you. It. Okay. I, I actually remember it. They were... Um, when two monkeys love each other very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, it was like, they were like When a monkey or... loves another monkey, he, he spanks it. <laughs> uh, and throws his... I don't think he loves me, mother. He didn't throw a turd at me. Oh here's, here's one that says... So messed up. Uh, a text says, please talk to your children about their body parts. Oh, dear God. They went on to say, my mom made me feel shameful about about stuff like that. Aww. So I could never go to her about it. And it's sad. So that's sad. sad. Somebody speaking from, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. Like I mean, that. you find out a little bit about, you know, on, on your own. But to, to have those things. And we've talked to adults who have labored under, you know, fairly general misconceptions about things. Just because you, you know, go, okay, you, you accept that, okay, that scar in your mother's chest is from where you were born. <laughs> right. All right, here's another one. I'll go to some calls, too. This says, um, my close, closest guy friend, I'm a girl, and I were hanging out after school one day. I said something that play poked fun at him, and as a retort, he flicked one of my boobs and said, there, now I just scrambled your eggs. <laughs> What? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And so after I pressed him, he admitted that he thought that your ovaries and eggs were located in your boobs. Mm. We'd gone to the same school since kindergarten. And at the same time, uh, and at the time we were 16, and I've never let it live, let him live it down since. So it doesn't explain why he thought that. <sighs> yeah. That's but incredibly insane. I scrambled your eggs. Uh, let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. What's up, John? Uh, no, my 11-year-old son was sitting with me. We were watching some movie or something, and uh, a sperm came on the TV, and my son was like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's a sperm. That's what's in your testicles. And yeah. he's like, you mean they're constantly swimming like that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but that's what happens when they get released. He's like, but you mean they're down here? And, I'm, and he's grabbing, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're in there. He's like, and they're swimming? Because why they always itch? Oh, like, um, <laughs> because they're swimming no, away. Yeah. Let's, um, let me start from the beginning. Yeah, right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. Let's start all over again. Yeah, yeah. All right. let's, let's let's just try to explain yeah. what that you just saw on TV. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. Yeah, it can be it can be a little strange trying to explain it, but some people go through life and they don't know and they ha- they hang on to this, and then it can be like the scrambled eggs story. It can be really embarrassing. Sure. When you when you spout out something that you have thought right. is the truth and everybody looks at you all your friends are around you and they go uh no dude how long have you thought that well it's like you know they, ba- they feel like bags of sand you right. know yeah. 40 year old virgin wait what was that from 40 year old virgin yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like what sand, I sand? <laughs> uh, this one boner jams wait what was this case oh this is a different movie it's not real no sh- well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad Santa? Uh-huh. That awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> 
this is this one uh, post says my conservative Bengali parents uh, didn't tell me squat about human reproduction. As a kid, I saw chickens lay eggs and I assumed they pooped the eggs out or something. And that's why I thought that I got pooped out when I was birthed and that every woman or female poops their babies out. Who would have thought that vaginas existed? So they had no idea. I think the big point of contention and confusion was that, you know, we, we have proprietary equipment, uh, you know, uh, the, the male species and, and, and not, but there's, uh, there's a, you got a twofer with the, um, with the, uh, the urine. I'm trying to do this as delicately as possible <laughs> in the vaginal area. So it seems to be all coming from one area. Well, that's why you you appear to uh, pee out your uh, butt, Kathy. There's certain information you can and should get from your parents, and then there's other information you have to glean from the schoolyard. Yes, right? and yeah. uh, you know, or te- like an older an older sibling. Oh, uh, even that would yeah. be a little bit weird. And I'm talking like technique, you know. Yeah. Uh, because you know, Nick, based on what you were saying earlier in the conversation with uh, you know going in, yeah. in the front, <laughs> I remember like asking friends like, "How are you supposed to?" Because yeah. I didn't know, and I yeah. thought. Uh, and asking friends that had had experience at that point, because like, right. I hadn't, you know, that was like, oh, you're supposed to do that and yeah. use your tongue this way, that kind of thing. A friend of mine has an approach that I'd never heard before with her kids. Now, this is also the same friend who made her kids raise their hand when she started doing, uh, you know, when the kids went school. virtual yeah. during school, we talked about mm-hmm. her. Um, so she she told them when they started, started asking her questions, she said, all right, I'm going to give you three answers. One, I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm going to answer that question for you. Right. She said, the second answer will be, it's none of your business. And the third answer will be you'll learn that late when you're older. And okay. you have to accept my answers. So you ask me whatever you want, but you have to accept my answers. So that's what you'll do. And if it's something that's not quite age appropriate, yeah. she'll say, you'll learn that when you're a little bit older. Huh. And if it's like, you know, like she said, he, he goes, well, so do, you, so do you and dad do that? And she goes, that's none of your business. That's none of your business. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting approach. Yeah. I think that's a good approach, yeah. actually. Wow. Or have a film, a movie that answers each question. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I Here's one that I had. So the term screwing. Yes. Uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> confused me. Right. I knew about sex. This was probably uh, fourth grade, something like that. Okay. Third, fourth grade. So I knew I knew that there was sex. I knew that, that people did that. But I'd heard the term screwing use. I didn't know what that was. I knew it meant sex, but I thought because it was screwing that be- there was some sort of twisting motion. Rotation movement. Exactly. That Phillips it, that, head? I don't know. Head? Uh, some kind <laughs> yeah, of head. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> But that, and I couldn't quite wrap my mind. No, I can see that completely. Somebody's going to have to spin at yeah. some point. Are you stand and still, and I'm going to revolve around? Yeah. So yeah, that, like that a, one took a long like time. Like a to bizarre game of sexual twister, Preston. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any um, sex ed outside of school at any point? We had, no sex. Well, outside of school. Yeah. I, I, so I had it oh. in church. Believe it or not, I, I went to Unitarian oh. Church growing up, and it was no. it was called AYS. It was about your sexuality. And Steve, I mean, you, you cracked a joke about yeah. watching movies, but we. We watched movies in this class, yeah, yeah. and they were it, it was it wasn't porn because it was sex ed, but it was uh, awkward watching those movies with the teachers in the room yeah. as an eighth grader, you know. But I learned a lot in that class because it was I felt comfortable being there. Um, no, I didn't have. I think I a think fulfilling we... sex life can be achieved by <laughs> humping one's navel. Just stand directly in front of your partner. Uh, Walk towards them, aroused, and you will have sex. Um, Dude, the minister's wife taught the class, too, and it was just like... Was she hot? We In health class is yes. what we had it in. in really? Yeah, Mrs. Greeley. 
I can't. What was it? What was it called? The class? AYS. About, hey, welcome to AYS. Yeah. About your sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> um, no, no. I'll I, show you, and you tell me. The majority of it, I just got from friends. Yeah. You know, my dad had the talk, but by the dad, by the time my dad had the talk, <laughs> I already knew. Okay. What was up? You know, and uh, I, and it was very awkward. I'll never forget it. My yeah. dad had to talk with me when I didn't know what was up. So it was it was a year or two okay. too early. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, but cool. Thanks for letting me know. Right. You know, and it just it, it went went over my head because I I wasn't there yet. But he tried. Now, do, you, do you know how to, how to bang a chick? <laughs> <laughs> what? Let me tell you a story about the Manson family. Yeah, what are you saying? You know, when you have intercourse, it's best if you include raisins. <laughs> Like the meatballs? What's with this family and raisins? <laughs> like the meatballs? <laughs> uh, this one, Kathy says, not quite anatomy, but my 33-year-old boyfriend thought that you stuck pads to your skin. <sighs> he was very confused when I tried to explain that the sticky part goes on your panties. Oh. <laughs> I don't know a lot of that stuff. A lot of the, you know. The technical yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Preston, why would you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, we did have health class, and uh, the one thing I remember the teacher kept stressing in in sex ed, basically, which is a uh, a, a course sub course within the health curriculum about how things shut off in a male, you know, during the sex act, and you're not because I remember this one kid was <laughs> not the guy uh, peeing. How, yes, yeah. peeing during the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, what if that I, happens? I remember having that concern. Yeah, as yeah. Well, but your yeah, your body takes care of it. Right. Yeah. So going back to pads when we were younger, um, we my cousin and I didn't. Like to call them that, like if right. you know, do you have that like out, you know, in public or even just around like my brothers right. or her brothers or whatever. So we came up with a name so we could say it in front of people and people wouldn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> or if someone was going to the store, we could say, pick that up. What'd you it, call them? Chicks with wings. Chicks with wings. <laughs> <laughs> chicks they with had, wings. Yeah. Because they, some of them had the wings that would wrap around the yes. underwear. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't get any leakage. So, yeah, we'd be like, can you bring me a chick with wings? <laughs> I didn't know what that's what the wings were for. Yeah. Okay, Is that so what that's wrap for? around yeah. the underwear. I didn't know that. And go underneath there. I did yeah. not know God, that. I haven't used one of those. I can't even I I can't even tell you so how. So the long. tampon was the more is the more popular, right? right. Once like, you figured right. it out, once you figured out how to use it, yeah, that's And that what'd you was. call that? A poon plug? Oh no, oh, we did mm, have I, a name uh, for that. What was that? I forget. I, I the chicks with wings was what was most. Kotex. I remember like I remember ads for old, and you'd see them, and they they look like they were basically large. This, and and it was the streamlining of women's hygiene products that you, you wanted more absorbency and yeah, and, and they less were large. They're they gross. were incredibly large. Uh, going back to the the pee thing, real quick. Here. <laughs> I'm sure Bill's loving this. Uh, but uh, had you ever been uh, messing around with somebody and then realized, oh man, I should have I should have gone to the bathroom yes, before that. Yes, uh, and then then it, you've got to you got to make a crucial decision. Do I stop wrong, baby. the momentum here <laughs> and go use the bathroom, or do I try to make it through this whole right, thing? Right. And then afterwards, when you're done, if you have completed and if you finish the act, and you have to pee really bad. Oh my God! You, there's this waiting period. Well, because the system's been shut down, and it yeah hurts. Yeah, you gotta like, wait. Yes, that's yeah. it's like the levy has been closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. There was a detour put in place. Yeah. Totally, totally. So it's a uh, C C block. <laughs> <Right>. Literally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Uh, and I'm gonna then, have to blow the dam. No, why don't you? 
One last one. This is from a female. Uh, she said, and these were misunderstandings about the, the female anatomy. She said, I thought that once you get your period, you just have it forever, not once a month. Oh, wow. I'm a woman. I was 12 and just accepted the fact that I would bleed out of there all the time. Oh, my the God. Time. That would be all a the nightmare. Time. How many right? kids do you think, how many boys thought that, that, that boys as well got? Yeah. Yeah, periods. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyhow, I thought that was just kind of an interesting approach uh, or a look at uh, the big mystery well, growing it's, up it's, and not knowing the anatomy of the opposite sex. An essential part of your, well, not an essential, but it's it's a, it's a, it's a part of your life that could be very, very awkward. This text says, just have your kids watch Big Mouth on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's effective. They cover all that they stuff. They sure do. But they cover it in a the most vulgar fashion <laughs> you could possibly imagine. Wow. All right, listen, I want to take a break. We'll be right back. Finally. How we doing on the barbecues? M.M. Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown. This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including A. Ron Jones. Larkin Poe. Dirty Honey. Finger Eleven. Tiger Cup and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen 77. Plus the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text finally. To 39333 for a link to all the details from 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Pro Team Collision. If you find yourself in a car accident, call the team that cares about you and your repairs. ProTeamCollision.com. All right, let's see. Where do we begin? We'll start with this one. Uh, this is the story of a naked man jumping on a car with a mom behind the wheel and her two young kids in the back seat. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, Drekka Dreek. Drekka Dreek? Yeah, she Drek-a-dreek. has... Drekka She has... <laughs> She's a video to prove it. Uh, Drekka Dreek in the video says, uh, you see the uh, man and wandering into traffic was a man who was wearing only socks. Mm. She said one was black and the other one was white. Can't even match his socks. I had a friend with me and we were laughing. He was walking up to cars and he saw us. The video shows a man approaching Drekka Dreek's car. <laughs> Drekka Dreek. <laughs> and within seconds, he was on the hood, pressing himself against the windshield and fondling himself. So he's smushing his bits yeah. on the window. That's unpleasant. Uh, she said, I told my kids to cover their eyes. I didn't know what to do next. Safe flight repair. He uh, <laughs> refused to get off the car, and he had a smirk on his face, apparently. That's Drekka Dreek's song or theme song. Uh, I didn't know what that was. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he refused to get off the car, and he had a smirk on his face, and that's when I started driving forward, and he still wouldn't get off. It occurs to me that that's somewhat provocative. Uh, Drake uh, prepared to hit the brakes, and she said that he seemed to know what was coming next. She said he put one hand up as if to say, don't punch the brakes, but I did. Uh, according next to her uh, description, the man flew off the car onto the pavement. His exposed parts hit the concrete. Ow. Ah! 
and he rolled over several times. Unfazed, she said the man got up and started approaching other cars. She said, I didn't see, or, I'm sorry, I didn't stay to see what happened next. We got the hell out of there. Uh, she Why would you hang around? But she didn't report the incident to Houston police at the time, but she says she plans to now. Uh, so, good luck. <laughs> Why she doing it? Joe wanted to wait a little bit and just ruminate on things. A medical examiner with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was suspended for two weeks after complaints that she made inappropriate comments while handling the remains of a dead woman. Dr. Sandra Thomas, who has never faced any other complaints since joining the agency in 2014, has expressed regret and has returned to work. Look, I'm going to make it sing. <laughs> Honestly, you need to have some respect for the dead, especially when you're in that job. Uh, yeah, she asked another, apparently during autopsy, she asked another doctor at the morgue if she knew how to do a Muslim autopsy. The other doctor said Thomas then lifted the neck of the dead woman a mailing sound called a uh, ululation. Like a... I guess, I guess yeah. so. Since the times of ancient Greece and Egypt, ululation has signified times of both mourning and celebration. Huh. Uh, to, it's generally heard at funerals and, and weddings in the Middle East. Yes. Uh, Thomas repeated the question and sound with another doctor. The doctor also found the remark inappropriate during an investigation. Hey, look at this. Uh, Thomas expector, expressed regret for her actions. The GBI suspended her and uh, she had to sign a document acknowledging that another inappropriate action will result, it result in her termination. You would like to think that your loved ones are yeah, there, for. There's a certain amount of reverence. Instead of putting sunglasses and cigarettes in their mouth. Right. Uh, so, anyhow, in December in 2008, there was an employee that took a photo of another smiling while posing with a severed head of an elderly murder victim. Oh. Those employees were fired. So they don't, they don't That's put up, gruesome. Yeah, they don't put up with that stuff. 46 ice cream trucks were seized from owners who allegedly amassed 22,000 traffic fines totaling about $4.5 million since 2000. 2009 and evaded paying the hefty debt, according to New York City officials. How fast are they driving these ice cream trucks? The seizure was Kids known. Kids can't even catch up. The seizure was known as Operation Meltdown. <laughs> I like that. Comes after the truck owners allegedly amassed the traffic violation fines through a scheme in which dozens of shell companies were created to avoid enforcement efforts by the city's Department of Finance. So this is a this is a full on scam. Uh, the complaint alleges that the group operated companies that uh, accrued 22,000 summonses for violations. Wow. Including, including running red lights, parking near fire hydrants, blocking pedestrian crosswalks. <laughs> What the hell was that? They're going really fast. They're going very fast. <laughs> 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 Do it again. Do it again. All right. Uh, hit play. You can't yeah. speed it up. Speed up more. I tried. Oh. My bad. Uh, so anyhow, the alleged scheme was based off a periodic systematic and repeated re-registration. Are you going to sing Grease Lightning? <laughs> it's periodic, <laughs> systematic. <laughs> Why it's Grease Ice Cream? <laughs> <laughs> We're done with this. Oh man, there was they were bad people. There was there was a much. That was it. The bulk of the story in the parlor. Yeah. It feels like we're in the goddamn Twilight Zone. Oh, it really oh, does. God. All right, one more story, then. Okay. A 
man in Central Florida told deputies he poured salt on the floor of a Walmart store to get rid of the evil spirits that were around him. Did it work? You know what? I don't know if they verified that or not. Honestly, how would you be able to know that at a Walmart? The Pasco Sheriff's Office arrested 38-year-old Damon Dean Cantrell. Well, to be honest, Lou, I haven't seen any demons. (laughs) (laughs) They might have worked. Sunday morning, a store manager told investigators a man poured salt on the floor and on his feet before walking into the woods nearby the store. If you break the salt circle, though, demons will be able to penetrate. It's like Manitou, Steve. Absolutely. Did Uh, we learn nothing from that Tony Curtis film? The manager said that he wanted the man charged with trespassing. A deputy found Cantrell laying under some trees in the woods. That's my job. He was still on Walmart property. Uh, So they arrested. Another Walmart saved. (laughs) There you go. Listen, I've seen things that look like demons in Walmart. Absolutely. Many times. Usually wearing stretch pants. And that is the B-File. We're going to take a quick break. Stay close. We'll be back in a moment. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I got up extra early uh, to get into work this morning. And, uh, you know, when you when you have to uh, make some concessions and maybe do something you don't want to do to uh, get yourself ready for the workday, it might be important to have a list of things to do in the morning to be happier oh. at work. And I found <laughs> a list of six <laughs> things to do in the morning to be happier now, Kath, Kathy Lee, I, wonder, I, I understand I you have a list of how to get to work in a happier mood. That's right. Correct. Uh, this is from uh, Monica Torres. Monica Torres. Yes, the great Monica Torres. She really knows happiness. Well, she's a she's a writer, but she does uh, she did interview a, a few experts. So, are you interested in ways to? Yes. So these are going to be obvious, I assume, right? Well, let's see. Let's um, see. So, maybe this, this will redefine happiness list as we know it. Six things to do in the morning right. to be happier yeah. at work. I think everyone can benefit from this. Number one. Drink a glass of water first oh. thing after you wake up. Oh my God! Yeah, drink. A glass I love of water. that. I love yeah. water. <laughs> Water's so good. I've heard. Well, I have a bottle of it right here. What? <laughs> 
No. They put that Look in the bottle. Look at that, folks. Wow. I've heard that uh, a, wa- a glass of water in the morning can be just as effective in helping you to wake up as That's a coffee. cup of oh, coffee. Yeah, coffee. Nick, my mom has been telling me that for years. Now, I don't trust your mom. Uh, right. <laughs> but I do I, trust And tomatoes keep anal cancer away. Yeah. Yeah. I sip water all night long. I get wickedly dry mouth when I sleep, and I'm constantly rolling over and having to... I, it probably... Six, seven times a night, I have to get over and get a sip of water all night long. I sleep with my mouth pressed against the fan, so (laughs) it it, it, it dries out. No, I agree. I I, I always have water right next to me. Uh, I drink. I actually had a a point in my life where I was drinking. Well, when I passed out on the show here, they took me over to Lankanow, and the doctor said, you're drinking too much water. I love it. Yes, yeah, so yes, present same thing. I can't stand that parched yeah. in the mouth feeling. It's I horrible. always drink a, a bottle of water um, before my coffee, though. I feel like oh really? Yeah, like I just feel like gross to quench I, the thirst more. Uh, no, I just feel gross if I put if coffee is the first thing that goes okay. into my body in the morning. Oh, uh, that's the first thing. Uh, that's what I drink on my way into work. I drink a twenty ounce. You make it the night before, or you set it up the I, night before, I set right? My timer the night before, and it's ready to go. All I have to do is pour it in a cup and good. fry the bologna, and then you're out yeah, the door. That's it. Yeah. I used to, and I have, like, the, about six months ago, I quit having coffee in the morning. And uh, Yeah, yeah, or on the way to work. I would normally, it's the first thing I do. I right. make, you know, after I get dressed and ready to go, before I'd head out the door, I'd make a cup of coffee and head out with it. And I've stopped doing that, and I've realized I don't really need it. Um, oh. And I, it's not because I'm, I, I, I did it because, you know, I would load it up with cream and sugar and stuff yes. like that. And I, was, I wanted to lose some weight, so I'm like, all right, I'll cut those calories out. And then I realized, you know what, I'm, I'm doing fine without the coffee, without okay. the, the, the wake-me-up thing. You'll have a cup. I like have one with, here. With, yeah, when the show's here. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's it's the same thing. I drink, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm limited. Water's my main drink, my main drink. That's and main. Uh, yeah, and I and the funny thing was years ago, the notion of drinking just straight up regular water was, yeah. d- no, boring, can't can't do it. No, it's a black cup of coffee for me on the way in. Uh, I need it to wake up. I, I also, I you know, I realized a while back that I kind of I idle on, on grumpy. So I need that to like get me in a better mood. Well, I was just going to say, so wait. Again, this list is, it can make you happier? The list can make you happier. According to this uh, clinical (laughs) psychologist, uh, Ajoa Asay. Right, who works for Poland Springs. uh, She said that uh, hydration is a uh, practical tip for helping your body feel good throughout the day. Asay said she noticed that not drinking water in the morning would negatively impact her body later. She said, I often wake up, I'm rushing, I'm walking my dog. I don't feel so good. (laughs) Then I'm dehydrated and I have a headache for the rest of the day. Uh, That's why she made a point to drink water in the mornings and recommends it to clients. Well, Casey, I was going to say since you drink coffee on the way in, maybe for the rest of the week, can you drink a glass of water before you have your coffee and see if you feel any different? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I can set the Mr. That. Water before you go to bed. Yeah. Mr. Water. Yeah. All right. I, just, I got six of these to go through. Oh, All right. you're just in one? <laughs> Here's another thing uh, that is recommended to be happier in the morning. So you, so you can do in the morning to be happier at work later in the day. Number two says, reclaim your time and choose an activity that you like to do before you work. No. It's uh, impossible. This, is, right, this, this does not work for us. Yeah, I love so when people it, say yeah. to me, you know, they, they know that I exercise, exercise a lot. Do you exercise before work? 
What? Yeah. I Are tried you kidding? That one time because Planet Fitness, I used to belong to that, yeah. and they were twenty four hour gym. I was like, I'm gonna go, right. and they had this cool little circuit training thing where you can get a full workout, sure. in half hour. Right. I was like, that's what I'm gonna do, and I did that one time. I'm like, this sucks, especially when it was like ten o'clock in the morning. I was like, I, I'm just you're dying, dying right now. All right, according to Melody Wilding, an executive coach and author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking, and Channel Your Emotions oh. for Success at Work. That's a long title. Uh-huh. She recommends. And starting the day with an activity that's meaningful and centers you, like yoga, meditation, no. <laughs> journaling, no. or taking a class. No. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, you can do things like that. Uh, they, she said, uh, you feel more more in control. You feel more in control. When you start your day with something of, of your you choosing. Wake up and you find something, whether you scrapbook or journal, you feel more <laughs> in control. All right, what else? Uh, keep in mind... <laughs> That's what's a nur- Keep in mind that what's a nourishing activity for others may not work for you. Perhaps bury bodies. What? Things that you might oh, have bury bodies. undone from the night before. Invite <laughs> 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 children into your home. By the way, speaking of meditation, uh, Casey said, is this on Netflix? It's on Netflix. So uh, there are three different things on Netflix that are under the Headspace umbrella. Okay? Right. Headspace, Headspace is, is the, a, an app. It's a service for uh, mindful meditation. Yes. It, it guides you. You've used yeah. it. Yeah, I yes. did for a little while. So I just found I out about I suck at it. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I found out about this thing yesterday. So when I went to bed last night, I used it because, so th- of the three, there's one uh, that it's Headspace and it's uh, it says interactive. So right. that's the one that you want to choose. And they have uh, three choices. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you play this sound clip press, this will kind of let, let you know what they offer. Okay. Uh, on I this. didn't know this. So, so if meditation is something you want to take out for a spin, you can do it through Netflix. Here we go. Hi, it's Andy from Headspace. Great to see you again. Let's try another exercise as you build a healthy mindfulness routine. So Andy was my guide, too, when yeah. I used Headspace. And it was funny because he has such a thick right. Australian yeah. accent. He's like, yeah, you can sit in a chair. You yeah. can sit in a, what's a chair? Yeah. Oh, a chair. Okay. <laughs> you sit in a chair. Relax. Eve will help you get started. Thanks, Andy. So what would you like to do? Meditate to feel less stressed. Try some different ways to relax and unwind your mind. Or sleep soundly so you can wake up feeling more refreshed. Ah, so I did that. You did the sleep soundly thing? I did thing. the sleep soundly thing. All right, Casey, <laughs> let's work with you. Let's say you have a waffle, and in every square there's a little bit of butter. <laughs> Don't you feel good now? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I fell right asleep with that one. Smith. You've just been elected president of the Running Away Club. <laughs> Aren't you a good little boy? <laughs> Come here. Come here. Pretend I'm a deer and you're feeding me pretzels. <laughs> We've just bonded. All right, so this is uh, step two here. Yeah, so once you choose which uh, thing you want to do, whether you want to oh. meditate or relax, I chose I want to go to sleep. And oh. so this is, you know. Is your butt plug in firmly? For <laughs> people that uh, I'm, I'm the type of person that needs to fall asleep with something on the television. However, right. I don't want something on the television that is going to distract me and make me turn over so I can see what's on the screen. Yeah. So you, usually, don't want, you, want, you want something you, want, you can hear that doesn't distract you. Yeah. Something that's not entertaining. Right. Well, or something that is so familiar like to me. Like a quiet place. Like a quiet place. No. 
know, I, you know, something like a movie that I've seen a million times. Right. Something that I'm going, oh, I wonder what that looks like. Like Endgame. Yeah, so this Endgame is exactly I it. know, you Thank said you. you listen to it, you watch it a lot. So I chose to sleep one, and, and all it is is it's basically like meditation as you go to sleep. Uh, so here are the, the options that you can choose inside this menu. Okay, let's help put your mind to bed with a story. Put 45 minutes aside for a relaxing journey to one of these places as you drift off. Don't worry, we'll be quiet after you fall asleep. Which one of these sound nicest to you? Gentle waves as night falls in a secluded seaside town. I like that, Ooh, I like that one. A I like crackling that one, fire while you're cozied up indoors on a rainy evening. It's good too. <laughs> or a quiet nighttime train ride through the mountains. Uh, train rides are very soothing. <laughs> or perhaps a stop into a peaceful aquarium How after about a, close. A union ride in a sheet metal factory. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> they all sound great, don't they? Don't they? Okay. I did the seaside town last night. Okay. Um, like How about the soothing sounds of the Tet Offensive? <laughs> the Tet Offensive? <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah. Well, so, let's let's get to this. Part. Let's go. What is this? We is did this going on the seaside town journey. No, we let's went go. to a, a, the aquarium. Okay, let's, let's go to the aquarium. Let's go. Fishies. Fishies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good evening, and welcome to the Moonlight Aquarium. A carved wooden bench at the center of the room. That's like they lose their accent at the aquarium. Right, they lose it. Invites you to sit and bask in the neon blue glow of the surrounding aquarium walls. Do you like that bubble sound, Chris? I do. Yeah. Despite the late hour, none of the aquarium's inhabitants seem interested in resting. In fact, they're all dead. <laughs> A school of minnows darts back and forth between strands of swaying kelp. Right, and you're supposed to be visioning this. Yes. Visioning yeah, this. Or asleep. A hippopotamus eats a big head of bok choy. <laughs> Right? That's what happens at the aquarium. Yes, it does. Uh, yes, you're you're correct. And yeah. then while the underwater, well, they seem to glide along the floor of the aquarium. Mm. One takes a huge dump. <laughs> Bigger than you've ever seen. A huge cloud of fecal matter. Starts to become like an underwater cloud. Looks like a unicorn. So you can uh, meditate before work. Uh, right, if like you'd like to feel better. Imagine you get into work, you're all trippy. Yeah. Here's another thing that you can do uh, in the morning to be happier at work. And, Kath, uh, you do traffic here, so it's... Uh, do you do you traffic at home, too? Relate to this. It says, <laughs> put the stress of setbacks like traffic delays in perspective. Good thing to do. Some mornings are Actually, less... Than ideal, it says. Steve helped me reset this morning because uh, I had to. I wasn't able to get on seventy six east because of the truck fire with all the baloney, and uh, and so I had to take twenty three and go through Conchi and whatever. And Steve said something to me because the first thing I said to him, and I wasn't even a bad mood yeah. or whatever, but the, I was like, oh yeah, no, I couldn't get on seventy six, couldn't drive into work like I normally do. And Steve said, uh, "Your or something to the effect of your day's better than the guy that had the truck fire." Right, and it's true. You, you know, go. like if if you get Respect in a car you. accident, uh, you're having a worse day than the person caused, you know, that's in, sitting in the traffic because of that car accident. It's the sucks to be you mantra. Yeah. You know? I mean... Doesn't it suck to be you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in there in the aquarium, you broke in, you're so lonely, you couldn't get anyone to go with you. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? You're standing there looking at a jellyfish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't you know a girl? 
I mean, come on. You're sleeping in your bed at night all alone. You see, you've got your race car sheets on the bed. It's pathetic. Puts it into perspective. And you got that Hummel figure that your grandmother gave you of the little German child with his arms outstretched. I love you. It doesn't love you. <laughs> All right, so you're supposed to keep these setbacks in perspective, it right. says. When you start to feel overwhelmed by the setbacks life inevitably throws your way in the Back morning. To the aquarium. Take a moment to breathe. Wilding said that one to two minutes of controlled breathing can reset your nervous system and help you regain some feeling of calm and composure. That is a fact. There is something to say about taking a deep breath for relaxing. Like, even if you are if you happen to be, because I've used this before when I'm about to fall asleep and sometimes yeah. uh, tense thoughts happen in my mind. Right. And I feel my body physically tensing up, fish, you know, uh, fists clenched or, or, you know, backs tight or whatever. If you take a deep breath and exhale, mm-hmm. those muscles relax automatically. It, it's it just does. What it, physically, your body does. It gets that reaction. Yeah, uh, you know, um, take a, a, bluff, a good right? sigh. Yeah. Take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> Smell a small time problem. Take a breath. Sesame Street, right? Yeah. Take a breath. Right now, take a deep breath. And you have two like that voice. It's it's one of the few voices I could do. Yes. Just relax. Smell, sniff, sniff, take a breath. You can move your feet for walk. And you use your tongue to talk. But your mouth and nose are waiting. Take a breath. Just take a breath. Take a deep breath. Relax. All right, something else here. All right. Create boundaries between you and the morning habits that drain you. What morning habits do you have that drain you? Pleasuring yourself. Um, I'm tapped yeah. out. I just I just mentioned one. Uh, literally leaving the phone, uh, not in the room where, you know, if I'm going to go to the bathroom in the morning, like putting the phone aside. Okay. Uh, just like taking, even if it's only five minutes. No, even yeah. if it's only five minutes, just getting All off right. the phone. Yeah, it says your phone scrolling first thing in the morning. There you go. Uh, checking work emails. Well, I have to, once I get to work, I have to yeah. check emails, but I don't do that at home. I don't have time to do it at home. That was, uh, okay, Hanky. Uh, he would do that. Uh, so Sam Hanky from right. the Sixers, he didn't touch work emails or anything along those lines for like the first, I don't even know. It might have been like hour, two hours of his of his day. He's like, I'm not doing that. Good. I don't- See, I don't have time for any of this in the no, morning. Either, I leave man. every yeah. second of time yep. to get ready and get out the door. I don't look at my... Nick, you're lucky I saw your... You're lucky. I'm lucky that I saw your text this morning because I don't ever look at my phone until I get get to work. I rarely look yeah. at my phone and I heard it... Uh, vib- I heard my phone vibrate on the counter and I'm like, that's weird. Who's texting me this early? It was about 76 and it was, being closed. He was telling me that 76 was closed. Um, yeah, for us, morning pretty much doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. I mean, like at work, you know, it, immediately you're in work mode. I mean, there's... And, and we have to get up ridiculously early. We don't... You know, even people who, who have uh, like a... Um, you know, like a 7 a.m. start, you can still get up and 
and the the sun is coming up, and you're yeah. you're you're heading up. We're we're kind of a different animal, sure. and there are plenty of you know third shift workers oh, and stuff like that. That we're your brothers and sisters. Yeah. We know what you go through. Yeah, exactly. All right. So anyhow, it says uh, yeah, if grabbing your phone or turning on the news are things that um, that start your day in a way that you would not like, uh, how do we create some time to separate that? If you do, if you do want to watch the news in the morning, it doesn't have to be the first thing that you turn on. So they're saying just take a pause, take a breath. Uh, yeah. Before you take a breath. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's another uh, thing to do in the morning to get you better, ready for a better day. Check in with your body ah. if you're waking up tense. Oh, you're a little hard down there, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did she say? Boner alert. Ooh, you feel a little tense there, buddy. Boner alert. <laughs> Just checking in. <laughs> What's that right there? Boner alert. <laughs> right, Kath? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? She's yeah. on board of yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. All right, so it says if you, if you wake up wound up, take a moment to take care of your body and help it relax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Rub one out before Let you Let me go. give you a little hand there, buddy. Yeah. That's back to bed, actually. Uh, it says, do you feel tension in your shoulders? Are you clenching your jaw? Yeah. Does your body feel tight? Statistically in your life, and I, I, I bet you I can guess the answer, but if you've pleasured yourself evening or morning... Evening, 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 evening is the time because that to me is a de-stressor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Morning. In the morning. Maybe like ten o'clock. In the yeah. I mean, I, when I get here to the office, I'll pleasure myself, yeah. but I don't have time. <laughs> is that what you do? Yeah. The first one here. Is that why you get here so yeah, early? Yeah. yeah I'm so early, so I can get naked and <laughs> sit in Kathy's seat and pleasure myself. <laughs> How many times in your life do you think you've done that? At work? No. <laughs> oh, pleasure? Period. Oh, my God. How many thousands of times? Okay. I can... Casey's extra- doing the math right I, now. I He's going to his calculator. So, 46. I'm one. Do you ever have a time where you're, you've you gone through a period where you need to see yourself? I need to ratchet back a little bit. I don't bit. like me anymore. Yeah, when I was... When I, yeah. I, 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 I don't turn me on anymore. I feel filthy. I'm thinking yeah. somewhere I, close I, to 10,000 times. Yeah. <sighs> If you think yeah. about it. I what mean, were you going to say, Kathy? <laughs> I hate this give conversation. <laughs> I thought you were going to give a number. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give. That's a all number. you were going to say is I hate this conversation. I don't know. I had something else to say, and then Casey said ten thousand. I got grossed out. Nick, can you just do a quick check on average? How many Casey? Yeah, it's got to be over ten thousand. Like I've, I've done the math on how many times that that we per because, year because of the hour that we get up. How many times we've seen the sunrise? Right. Because yeah. some people are lucky if they see a sunrise every now and then. We've seen it, and I think it's like in the eight thousand times range, and that's with weekends off and vacations added, right. I kind of did a ballpark estimate. So I got to believe that the the pleasuring yourself would, would go beyond that because that's just over a... You don't have 20, to get up for a, that. That's a 25-year career. You don't have to get I up had, early. <laughs> I had many years before that where I was... Uh, right. Did you, Casey, did you just multiply 365 times 30? Uh, times 31. Okay, yeah. And then I was like, there's no way I did it every single day. Not every day. No, right no. But no. some days you up the but game. Some, yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I did it more than once. Right. Right. Wrist more injuries, than things like that. Sure. Number six on this list is recognize that happiness won't necessarily come from your work itself. Right. 
Uh, it says uh, it's it's helpful to consider where you think you should be getting your happiness from. You may be looking for it in the wrong places. Uh, work doesn't have to be the thing that contributes to your happiness. You bring your happiness to work. Are you about to sing the uh, Urban Cowboy theme? It, looking for love in all of <laughs> Looking for love in all the wrong places. Was that Johnny Lee? Was that his name? Like Garth Brooks? No, no, no. Garth no, no. Brooks. I spent a lifetime looking for love. I think it was Johnny Lee. Isn't that buckwheat? What? That's no, that was Wookin' Po Nub. All right. Which was the Eddie Murphy uh, <laughs> bit about that. No, anyway. Uh, so they said uh, it is a mindset shift that is required to expand your definition of happiness so it isn't so contingent upon the conditions of your workplace. And that's a good idea. You you Listen, it's, it's great if your work situation makes you happier, um, but you can't rely on external forces to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Teaching yourself to feel good can help you not depend on outside forces like a job to help you feel happy. There you go. And that's an important lesson (laughs) that will help you at work and outside of it. And if you can pleasure yourself while you're at work. Absolutely. Like That's speaking. a good way. Yeah. yeah. Every morning in Kathy's Do you guys want to hear the uh, the Headspace uh, Seaside Town one by any chance? Yeah. That's the one that I you used to yeah. fall asleep. Though, if, you, if you missed this part of the segment, because this has been a longer segment than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Headspace, which is a, an app that you can use for uh, mindful meditation. Uh, now, Casey was saying, has um, on Netflix some of their uh, guided stuff. And I'm going to check into that. That's pretty cool. And they can help you... Uh, Drift off to sleep. It's a smart idea, especially since a lot of people have the TV on at night yeah. when they're going yeah. to bed. Okay. Yeah, so if you do a Headspace search on Netflix, right. three different things are going to pop up. Choose the one that says interactive. Okay. Right. So this one is, this is Casey's, essentially a story to help him fall asleep. And the seaside town is the one that he went with. You take a seat by the large window mm. at the end of the room. Oh, I like this already. Mm-hmm. You've arrived. The ocean sounds. I'm literally kind of swaying to my left and right Right. now as I'm listening to this. Just in time to watch the sun make its first contact with the horizon. Don't stop it. What's that? Is a lone swimmer As you settle into the soft, a young sort of wrinkly looking girl. Your eyes in the water. <laughs> drawn along the length of the harbor. I like just this. Outside. Yeah. yeah, I love this sort of setting. Yes. So she sets everything right. in place, and then she d- tells you what to do right. with your oh, body. Oh, okay. Now the waiter walks towards you. And you say, "Do you have cheesy bread?" <laughs> I like cheesy bread. He says, no, sorry, sir, we don't have cheesy bread. (laughs) And you realize he's lying to you. (laughs) The place is cold. Cheesy bread, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you take me for a fool? Hang on, let me play. Suddenly, your fists, which you've kept hidden in your sleeves, start to descend, ready for a brawl. You're going to teach his dickhead a lesson. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, these are ways to have a uh, a nice day in the morning before you go to work. I hope we cleared things up. Yeah. Are we clear on that? Crystal. Okay. We should take a break. Uh, We're going to do that, and we'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, August 16th and 18th at the ballpark. 
Listen to Preston and Steve for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm not sure if we're in the connoisseur or not. We may just do this particular list, but, but I have some connoisseur stores. We need them. The connoisseur isn't exactly here. He's parked in a van across the street. But if we need him, we can just call him and he'll run across. That's all you got to do. So it, uh, the title of the article is, What Food Product Came Out the Year You Were Born? Oh. And so oh. it's it's one really notable food product that came out for every year. And it starts like in the 1940s and then moves on. So it's oh. some pretty interesting stuff. Because I know mine, but it predates that. Uh, uh, Mastodon bites. No. Yeah, <laughs> mm. they were and great. Yeah, <laughs> were they good? They were great uh, after school. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, mom would pack yeah, them sometimes absolutely. as a treat. Yeah, but, but yeah, they were generally an after school treat. No, um, <laughs> there's some interesting things here. So, we're, who's interested? Who who wants to? All of us. Yeah, yeah do okay. well. All of us. So 1986. <laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> what? Steve, you were 59? Yeah. 59? 1959, Steve's birth year. Little Caesar's Pizza <laughs> came out. That's kind of cool. That's I thought, good. I, I like thought that, that would have been more current. So would I. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the same thing. Yeah. But the year was, before. Was that the actual Caesar that released it? Mm-hmm. The year before, Steve, 1958, Rice-A-Roni came out. Wow. That's San Francisco about, treat. That's yeah. right, man. Right. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, I don't think I've ever had Little Caesars. Are it's you serious? Good. It's good yeah. pizza. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, had... you're such a pizza, pizza connoisseur and you love trying all, all different kinds. I'm surprised. There just haven't been any around me. You make me sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Uh, let me read this. It says Mike and Marion Illich spent their life savings uh, spent their life savings to open Little Caesars Pizza Treat in Garden City, Michigan, with a focus on inexpensive pizza made with quality ingredients. In 1969, they had a thriving string of franchises in the U.S. and Canada, and have continued to grow ever since. Here's a fun fact: Little Caesars was Marion's nickname for her husband. His Aww. penis. Little Caesar. <laughs> hey, are we going to see Little Caesar tonight? <laughs> Little Caesar going to peek out from those shorts or what? He eventually ended up buying the uh, the Tiger Detroit Tigers and uh, Red Wings. And so he was a, like, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he, he passed, I think he passed away a few years ago. Um, But Damn. yeah, he was a titan of the industry. I will wow. tell you this. Um, Listen. As they say, all pizza at some level is good. And, and the thing that I like about the Little Caesars was they were a little bit more doughy. Well, uh, but I, I, found, I found the crust to be pretty good. And I remember when I was a teenager, their their big marketing campaign was, you remember, they would say pan pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a little thing. Is You would get two pizzas, essentially, for the price of one. Yep, yep. And so it was... That's why we started going and getting Little Caesars because it was cheaper. I mean, it was flat out cheaper. Where is there a Little Caesars? I don't one, know. There's one near here. me. Is a lot there? of times you'll see Little Caesars as part of like a, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the three in one. Oh, you like know, a Taco a, Bell? Yeah, a Dunkin', a Taco Bell, and a Pete, Little, okay. little Caesars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's also one on the boulevard. I, I haven't had Little Caesars in decades. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, there used to be one right down the street, Kath, but now it's like a mobile phone store. Okay. Why, Do they you, still serve pizza? No. I think you have, uh, I think there's... A, um, uh, yeah. a challenge for you. Yeah, I'm, gonna, to, I'm to trying to. Caesars and get one. I would like a mobile phone with extra cheese, please. <laughs> All right, next we'll go to me. We'll go chronological. All right. here, okay, 1968 is when I was born, and in 1968, the Big Mac was yeah! introduced. Wow. 
The only thing more popular, it says in this article, at McDonald's than fries, the Big Mac. Uh, the iconic Big Mac, the sandwich made its debut in 1968, invented by a Pennsylvania franchisee to feed bigger appetites than a single cheeseburger could satisfy. I remember the story about that person came up with the idea. There were already loads of McDonald's, and this guy just had this idea and presented it to corporate, and they loved it. So the whole thing was, I mean, the, the history channel, the thing of the series called, I think, is The People Who Fed America or, or something like that nature. So obviously, after the original owners of the the first McDonald's, and, and it, Ray Kroc basically bought the the whole concept, and then they kind of stole it from him. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he got a really good deal. Let's well, put it that way. Yeah, the greatest deal. So um, he goes out, and yeah, he, they're, they're they're trying different things. It was actually a secretary in the office they came up with the the Big Mac, the name. They were all sitting around there, and she's credited with giving that name. But I never knew this chronologically speaking, Preston. The Big Mac was a response to the Whopper. I always thought Burger King's Whopper was a response to the Big Mac. No, and in fact, the Whopper predated it by 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like... Uh, they they waited. They, they didn't, yeah. you know, R&D this to death, but it came out in 1957, uh, the Whopper. So if you were born in 57, that's what uh, came out the year you were born. All right, who's next oldest? Casey's Me and Nick in our, uh, 75. Yeah. 75. Nine, Kathy's 91. 1975. <laughs> Famous Amos Cookies. <gasps> oh! Okay. These it. are all good. I love them. Oh, uh, really? I'm. Oh my God, yeah. I like I, them too. I once tore through LAX because I <laughs> purchased. Needed? Well, I had purchased <laughs> Kathy like a full huge bag of to take back with me of a famous Amos, and I'm I'm getting I'm about to board the plane. I'm like. Where's my woman? Get famous, Amos. And I mean, I ran like across nine terminals. Did you leave it somewhere. I left it next to my seat in one of the lounges, <laughs> and I it was still there. But I said, "Well, oh, someone's eating my cookies. I'm burning this whole place down." <laughs> uh, when former talent agent Wally Amos wanted to sell his famous chocolate chip cookies, he got some high profile help from singers and friends Marvin Gaye and Helen oh my Reddy. Gosh. Yeah, wow. that makes it cooler. They were uh, married at one point. He based his recipe on the cookies his aunt Della used to make a simple but. Satisfying cookie, just like homemade. Famous Amos is all right. I'll, I'll take this for 1975. However, if I'm uh, in the mall and I need a cookie, I'm going Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the difference. Have you ever had Famous Amos prepared fresh? I don't think so. Okay, no. there's the difference. If you get it in his more uh, solidified state, still a fine cookie. Yeah. But when you get them fresh, they're competitive to I Mrs. Would, I would say Famous Amos is to Mrs. Fields as Little Caesars is to Domino's. <laughs> yeah, I, I would disagree only, well... Famous Amos and, and Mrs. Fields, they're two different. I mean, listen, it's a chocolate chip cookie. Famous Amos that. is a crunchy cookie. It's a yeah. crunchy cookie. So oh, Famous like. Amos and Chips Ahoy are, are you yep. know, more similar. Yep. Same sport, different league, that kind of a thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, it depends on what you like. I mean, I like the cruncher cookie, so. Mm. Anyway, uh, so that was 1975. Kathy, you're up next. 93. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 78. 1978 was... Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh, another good one. 1978. Nice work, Kathy. Wow, the, the whole ice cream company, that's yep. when it started? The first Ben wow. and Jerry's scoop shop opened in 1978 in a renovated gas station in Burlington, Vermont. It wasn't even that long ago. It was an... <laughs> So recent that history. <laughs> an immediate hit. Thanks Remember to the, they, the news went out. richness of their ice cream and big chunks of ingredients. The news went out via Pony Express, as you remember, President. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. 
that there was a new ice cream company. Uh, I would tell t- <laughs> Cookie dough and chocolate uh, were a couple of their first ingredients that they came with. So uh, the next year they had uh, their first ever free cone and soon after began selling pints in stores. One of the only uh, Ben & Jerry stores that was left that, that I knew of was in Montauk. And we used to go every yeah. year when we were on vacation and just last year, yeah, they, they took it away. Oh, really? So, There's yeah, still one gone. in Cape May. There's one in Cape May. Is there? Yep. There okay. are so many. Obviously, it's in so many places now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Case, when did the when did they release the fish food? Oh, I don't even know. Maybe late 90s or, okay, yeah. or mid to like late a, 90s. It's a good tour if you ever get to go to Vermont because you can get the samples at the end and it's, <laughs> you get to see how the uh, the sausage is made, so to speak. But it's it's fun. Weren't you in line before, sir? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't have a mustache yeah, 20 minutes Keep an ago. eye on that guy with the big head. <laughs> uh going to put a little check mark on your head. <laughs> Amongst you and Nick Murphy and Connor in there, who's next in line? When, when was Nick Murphy born? Nick Murphy and I are both 1983. All right, 1983. And what came out? that year. Chicken McNuggets! A big one. That was a game changer. I will tell you what. Uh, I don't care. McDonald's hit that. You know, there have been questions as to what the initial configuration was. I don't care. Chicken Nuggets rocked my world when they came out. Yeah, they uh, grossed me out. And yeah. then they changed their uh, recipe. Like, everything changed. Yeah. Uh, so now Chicken McNuggets, love them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these bite-sized pieces of fried chicken are so ubiquitous, it's hard to believe that they didn't appear until the 1980s. McDonald's knew home, uh, I'm sorry, knew how popular they would be and had to secure a reliable supply of chicken before they could offer them at all locations. Uh, McNuggets were an immediate hit, not only to kids, uh, but uh, but uh, with adults who wanted an alternative. Two burgers because they they were they selling any chicken sandwiches before they might have had a chicken sandwich. I'm into nubbits, yeah, nubbits, I'm into nubbits, yeah, I'm into nubbits, yeah. That was uh, that was the most dangerous drawer to walk past when I worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for four years, and the nugget drawer would just sit there and they would tempt me every time. And I would, I remember that, yeah, it was like a wire mesh drawer that you pull out from the heater. I remember that, yeah, and they would you take them out of the fryer, dump them in there, and then serve Mm -hmm. them. And uh, I just I didn't eat big. Max when I worked at McDonald's, but boy, did I love the Nuggets. All right, Marissa, when were born? 1993. Wow. <laughs> okay. Same year as Kathy. Yay. Yay. I didn't know Connor and I were the same age. Uh, so, Connor, hang on, I got to scroll way down here. Oh, okay. Something. Snackwell's Cookies. Mm. Do you remember these? Hey, Cookie Man. Oh. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Cookie Man. Hey, Cookie Man. And that was, uh, they were, they were good. Oh, a little mm. more calorie conscious. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know they were good. Yeah, they were. Uh, In fact, the, I, the, the Devil's Food Cookie was my favorite. Yeah. Mm. It's like a chocolate covered cake. I'm with you. In your mouth. They Those sucked. were good. They're they awful. Sucked. What are you talking about? If you're going to have, have a cookie, have a cookie. No, I don't I'm, I'm with Preston on this one. I thought they tasted good. Cardboard I have, and sugar on top. I didn't Preston, feel like this that kind was... of locale thing. Surprisingly <laughs> good. Yeah. Nah. What was, it, what was, what was your food? These. What was your your your, your food? Your uh, Nick famous Amos stunk. <laughs> <laughs> you just went through the airport I know, to get them. But you just pissed Fire. me off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, you had to bring up my running across LAX nine terminals as if that shows that I love them. Snackwells, <laughs> indulgent devil's food, and cream filled cookies were on shelves and in TV ads well before the rest of the competition and netted Nabisco fifty seven million dollars in sales in the first five Ooh. months. To be honest, I don't remember any other flavor in the Snackwell yeah, line. That's the devil's food was all I ever had. Oh no, they yeah. had. Well, I looked them up because I never. 
never had them. They had a bunch. Hey, Cookie Man! <laughs> let's go through the 1980s, if you don't mind. Oh, Please. Uh, because that was kind of my era. And um, huh. in 1980, and I remember when these came out, Tostitos. Yeah. I remember that clearly. Jace will pick this if we go and I tell him he can pick, you know, a bag of uh, snacks for right. home. Tostitos? He, he'll pick these without eating, a, you know, a dip with it. He just likes them regular. So my favorite in the Tostitos lines are the Scoobables. Yeah. I, I I have a little issue. I like them too, but I, I don't know. They, they can they, hurt the inside of your mouth. Yeah, and I feel like I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> no, They're also unnecessary. You think, you think but, you, but not calorically. I mean, you're not doing it like, you're not eating with chopsticks when you're eating. Yeah, I yeah, understand yeah. what you're saying. No, yeah. I, I, I can see merit in that. It's, it's stupid. It's, yeah. it's not hard to scoop anything with a regular uh, tortilla chip. It's you know. It's so it's unnecessary. It is for me. <laughs> no, I, I no, still. I see I, you're a big boy. You well, can do it. Yeah. Well, no. In, in Vietnam, I got the injuries. That's make right. it hard for me. Now, uh, we have a graphic here in the studio. Has anybody? Because I have. Anybody tried the Cantina Thin and Crispy Tostitos? They look good. No. They are the best. Okay. Uh, the only problem is uh, they're you know not as sturdy, so you yeah, have to be. Thin. They're yeah. fragile. Well, then just use whipped cream when you're scooping. <laughs> That's be, right. Be more for a light salsa. You're not going to dive into some guac with that. No, That'd no, but tough. the scoops you could have like liquid concrete. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could you could definitely absolutely liquid concrete. <laughs> you could do some masonry with those. Now, uh, now, I hope this is a popular opinion here in Philadelphia. I think hers restaurant style uh, tortilla chips are far superior than any Tostito. All right, hers brand is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll go along. Uh, with I'll, that. I'll give you a thumbs up on that. All right, the 1981. We're going through the 80s here. Uh, Lean cuisine. Meals oh, yeah. <laughs> came out. You remember those microwave dinners? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they were supposedly, I guess, a little bit more tasty and, and more uh, weight watching. Well, they were also, they were more, they were more in a culinary way, more adventurous. Mm-hmm. So they had uh, a wider variety of what we consider quasi gourmet dishes. However, later on, you would learn that each one of them had three pounds of salt in it. Yeah, right, right exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The 1982 brought us Diet Coke. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I love Diet Coke. That seems, that seems like late, doesn't that? That was post-tab, post right? I mean, and yes. did they just cancel tab or whatever? Not, yeah. Not that, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. They yeah. finally officially shut it down. They, they was, still made just a handful of, of uh, batches of that a year. Tab was the first, well... Yeah, that the was the first, first marketing diet, yeah. diet soda, yeah. Uh, but then Diet Coke was the next big mm. competitor, and it came in in 1982. It was very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, then we had Chicken McNuggets in 1983. 1984, ooh, Sugar-free Jello. Oh, forget it. Shut up. Go, yeah. go sugar or go home. Jello is kind of gross in general. I don't like it either. As really? a kid, I liked it. Yeah, yeah really. As a kid, I liked it. Yeah. yeah Jello like is Jell-O? one of those things yeah. I associate with ha- with being sick. I'm all right with Jello. So you know, I guess it's like you're like... getting nothing out of it. You know what I mean right, when you're eating like... it. But then if you really, if you think it's about hard water, if you think about what gelatin is, yeah. you, Do you know what gelatin is? It's cow semen. What's that? Sugar. No, it's bones. Yeah, oh, that's God, what it is. What? That's what gelatin that's what it is. is. They, they yeah. boil down animal bones. Dear God, what? And <laughs> that's that's that? what that congealed Thank stuff is. God, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> um, they used to I, call it animal bones. <laughs> when I was a kid, I don't think I cared for anything that was sugar-free. I did not like the flavor. I remember having, do you guys remember, Crystal Light, right? I remember having Crystal Light for the first time and going, like, w- what is this? Like, this is... This Case, it, it all to me had yeah. a ca- exactly a ca- <laughs> Chemical taste to it, which I could never get behind. It yeah. just it, like uh, you know, but like now Kool Aid. Yeah, I now 
I'm sorry. It was better with regular sugar. No, it was. And now we have Crystal Light uh, peach iced tea in my fridge, like, all the time. Mm. And so your taste Well, over changed. time, they've been able to, to, to change those uh, flavors. Like, the, the game changer diet soda, I thought was Dr. Pepper. I mean, it tasted like, like regular. Like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. yeah they, it, it, they it's still it my favorite. When, when did that come out? Mm, wow. Uh, in the 90s, I believe. I think so. All right. Anyhow, 1984, Sour Patch Kids came out. Oh. Uh, 1986, Pop Secret Microwave Oven. Ooh. Microwave Popcorn, I'm sorry. Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn. Wait, what uh, year? 1986. That was cool when popcorn yeah. hit. Because right. before that, you had Jiffy Pop or you did it at school with the oil and We used and to love that, too. Popcorn. We had a big, a specific kettle for popcorn. Now, yeah, and it did sort of revolutionize the deal, and it was um, uh, it was great. But then I, you, I get sick of it after a while. You know, uh, of popcorn, microwave. No, oh. never popcorn. Okay, of microwave popcorn. I eat it all the time, and uh, I'm a big Orville Redenbacher fan. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Orville, not any of the sons. But when I was a kid, and we did microwave popcorn, like a bag of popcorn took five minutes, right? And now, if you were to cook popcorn for five minutes in the microwave, you'd have coal. You would, yeah, <laughs> yes, you would have. A, yeah, microwaves have come a long way, Steve. The first, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I used to have to put logs in my case. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Orville Redenbacher popping corn, just yeah. the regular popping corn, came out in 1970. Wow. That wasn't wasn't the microwave, though. That was the regular popcorn. All right, right, so we're going through these. Uh, 1987 brought us Snapple. Mm. Snapple iced tea. Snapple was great. Hugely popular that was. So Snapple's home office was on my way to work when it it, when they, um, Westbury, Long Island, I believe. Okay. And um, they were also cool. They had a thing on the cap. They had these little sayings and things under the pop top cap. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they had a, a great marketing program and it took off. All right, I got something. This annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh- so anywhere you go, if it's a local deli, Wawa, 7-Eleven, anywhere, there's only one option for unsweetened iced tea. Oh. And I don't like it. It's the green leaf or something yeah, leaf. Yeah, it, It's not good. There's, I, hmm. um, not Snapple, the other, Arizona iced tea used to have an unsweetened. Not there. Right. Really? Well, it's, there's diet, right. but I don't want diet. I want unsweetened. I right. don't want. A lot of times they make, so they'll make deals with various distributors. Okay, yeah. we'll carry the diet line of this and the, and, the, and that's how, you know, we'll carry the sweetened line of this. I just thought unsweetened was more popular. I'm not more popular, but but popular enough that they would carry right. it in a store. Do you know what's like bizarrely the, the Lipton's high end version of their tea? Their, their most popular brand is the sweet and the southern style tea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's it's so like it's sugar water. Yeah, yeah, and it's so and it's like I I will treat that as a dessert. It's so yeah, sweet. You should. Yeah, I remember yeah, when yeah. Snapple came out with the kiwi strawberry. That was like oh, that was good. That was so good. I had probably haven't had Snapple in decades. And did you know that well, they they're, they're they fell apart, you know. They went away for a while. I mean, they, their, their okay. product line dropped dramatically. When you know their bottles aren't uh, me- uh, not metal uh, <laughs> glass anymore, you know they're plastic, right? Oh, really? I can't yeah, take this oh, goddamn bottle. <laughs> I didn't. Well, because Chuck still drinks Snapple. I I lived off of Snapple in college. We would always so when we became members of BJ's, and so whenever I went to college, I would get a big case of uh, Snapple peach tea. Uh, night the following year, nineteen eighty eight was Teddy Grahams. Teddy, I like oh, Teddy yeah. Grahams. Yeah, I do. Nineteen eighty nine was. Lunchables. Lunchables. That was kind of wow. a, a game changer. I, not from so that was past the time where I was, you know, like to me this was focusing in on school kids, right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And, uh, it was like the easy lunch for I, your kids. I'd have been married three times at that point. <laughs> I ate them anyway, except for the things like the mini pizzas and stuff like that were kind of stupid. But... Like uncooked pizza, like like sushi pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting into the 90s. We may as well zip through the 90s yeah. here. 1990, Campbell's Cream of Broccoli Soup. Gross. You would think that that would have come out many, many years before. <laughs> that's Gross. The big, that's the big food? Uh, yeah. Is, oh. it, is it gross because there's broccoli in it? Um, no, the cream. No. I don't. I don't I, listen. I love Campbell soup, but I don't. I don't dig on uh, creamy oh. canned soup. I, I love you. creamy soup, but creamy canned soup. I just maybe it's. I, it's me. It's it's not you. It's not you. It it's is, me. It is you. Creamy canned soup. Can we work on this? Uh, no, it's me. 1991, fruit by the foot. Uh, then you had 1992, Dunkaroos came out. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Dunkaroos. I, it was, I, I wasn't eating like that in 1992, so I didn't really eat Dunkaroos. What they, is it? They came uh, back last year. It they a, did? It was a big deal when they came back because people had missed them, and so I don't know if it was an online petition or whatever. Oh, wait, was it the cookie that yep. came with yeah. a dip? Yep, yep. Uh, you dip okay, into it. it. Dunkaroos. Uh, 1993, it says Snackwell's Cookies. Wait a minute. What? Oh, we already did that. Oh, yeah, that oh, was Connor. Connor, yeah. That was Connor. Okay, me and Connor. That was me and Connor. I was about to rip this list apart. Uh, this list is a hoax. 1994, Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs cereal came out. Oh. Yeah. yeah the healthy cereal yes. alternative. I can't believe that it's that popular that it's on this list. Uh, that yeah. year was the most popular. Well, I don't know if these were the most popular. It was just like a notable food that came out that oh, year. All right. uh, I stand corrected. In 1995, blue M&Ms were introduced. Before that year, uh, the colors were green, orange, red, yellow, dark brown, and tan. 1995, a contest was held for folks to vote oh, yeah. for a new color, pink, purple, or blue. And over 10 million people voted in and blue won. They, I remember- they don't have the tan anymore. That's what they got rid of the tan because the, the tan was too much like the brown. So there yeah. was a brownish one and a tannish one. I don't even remember the tan. Yeah, yeah, I remember the tan. And it was uh it was like, why do we got two browns in here? Uh nineteen ninety six was the Olestra fat substitute. Wow. Which turned Wait, out to what? be a diarrhea accelerant. What the hell is yeah. That? So they, they started marketing that and yeah, apparently people started getting the runs from it. It was kind of a low you could have a lower fat but still have the, the that the taste, taste that you wanted. Olestra was you'd see the Olestra. And they use it in chips and things. Right. Huh. So it I it never gave me that reaction of the uh, of the diarrhea, but a lot of people reported evacuating. I I, I've never even heard. I mean, I was in middle school at the time, yeah. so it didn't last long. Shut up. When I yeah, it <laughs> didn't last long. <laughs> what uh, Steve? I don't know if you remember this, but what phrase I remember from that whole controversy yeah. was anal leakage. Oh you remember God, that? Anal yeah. Leakage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would work its way into yeah. news reports. Yes. And stuff. Oh, that, yeah. yes. And that's a phrase you never see really associated with a food advertising campaign. Yeah. 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 Campaign. Limited anal leakage. <laughs> Limited, though. These are years that uh, that foods came out. So think about the year you were born and what food came out. In 1997 was the McFlurry. So then mm. uh, McDonald's had gotten into blending yeah. uh, ice cream treats at that point because uh, DQ had already been doing that for a while. Right. And, uh, they have the blizzard, obviously. So. Uh, but that was 1997. 1998, Thinny Minis. Thinny Minis? Mm, this was at Burger King, their breakfast treat. Oh, I did like those. It says it developed a cult-like following. Uh, the order of four bite-sized cinnamon rolls spread with thick frosting is no longer on the regular menu, but the nostalgia is so strong that occasionally Burger King brings Thinny Minis back for brief, <laughs> delicious appearance. The great thing about them is that you were able to drive to work with icing all over your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 
Uh, when Burger King came out with the French toast sticks, uh, that was probably in the mid that. to late 80s. Yeah. For me, that was a game changer. They were good. Yeah, yeah. I was they skinny were, before that. They were a pain to, to eat because there was <laughs> dipping involved yeah. if, if you were in your car. But yeah. That used to be a big thing, too, a big selling thing. Well, it comes with something I can dip it. Oh, yes. Okay. I bought Rochelle as kind of a gag gift uh, a uh, these little things that you attach to the vents on your car. Yeah. yeah. That hold the dipping sauces. Right. Oh I think that's cool. It's, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's perfect. This is right there for you. You don't have uh-huh. to. When you do the, the driving with your knees thing, just so you can dip good. into your special sauce, it's dangerous. Why don't they make pants for <laughs> commuting with cups on the front? Little of cups on yeah, the yeah. knees or something like that? Uh, going back in time on this list, do you remember the four original dipping sauces for chicken McNuggets? Uh, wow. Honey bar- mustard. Barbecue. Barbecue, honey, honey mustard. Not honey mustard. Not honey mustard. No kidding. No, no yeah, honey. I don't. Oh wait, honey? sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, that. So we're we're dancing all around it. Honey, honey spicy mustard. Nope. Hold on. Honey must. Honey barbecue sauce, sweet and sour, and then the fourth is hot mustard. That's why I said oh. it's spicy mustard. Well, hot it's mustard. Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would not have guessed. I've, I guess that sounds vaguely uh, familiar to me. But yeah, hun- just straight up honey. Yes. Imagine dipping your chicken nuggets just in this straight oh, up honey. I did. It's a oh, you did? Yeah, I yeah. loved it. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know how to treat these dead animals. Uh, Majestic and, birds. And then in 1999, we got Go-Gurts. That was a game changer for the kids. lunch uh, yeah. lunches yeah. for kids. You could throw a little a little tube in there, not have to worry about the container. They could eat it without a spoon. My really, really easy. neighbor's daughter basically ate Go-Gurts for 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our kids were big time Gogurt fans. The blueberry Gogurt right. yeah. were a big hit in the house. You ever stick them in the freezer? Oh, oh yeah, make them like the, um, make the kids think that no. they were having an ice pop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was great. That's a great idea. Totally lie to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great yeah. lying to the kids. All right, and that steak is ice cream. All right. Anyhow, the, the entire list is available at PresidentSteve.com. What food product came out the year you were born? So if you want to see it, it goes from 1940 to 2000. Wow. What's does 1940 it, just for the, uh, did you mention that? York Peppermint Patty. Oh. And then in 2000, it ends with gourmet cupcakes. Not really a brand, but more of a, yeah, yeah. a fad. And that's when sorts. they got tired of doing the list. So hopefully you check this list out at PrestonandSteve.com and uh, take a walk down food memory lane. When we return, the Bizarre File, held stories from the weekend to share with you. Stay there. Hey, you want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation. You feeling the heat? Mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders. 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Hey, when you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon cooling and heating and plumbing repairs your system the same day or you don't pay. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. Love this story. Pennsylvania police claim that they were called to a Home Depot on report of disorderly people having an exorcism in the lumber aisle. They're having an exorcism at the Home Depot? They were doing that, Steve. I probably would have gone to a church. Well, the exorcism was for the dead trees oh, in the lumber aisle. And, and they were possessed? They would be. Wood exorcists were escorted out of the building. Uh, the incident they was, vomiting wood chips? was described in only 27 words, part of a long list of the small town department daily log of calls, but the Post has drawn attention to it to its bizarre quality and had been shared more than a thousand times as of uh, yesterday. The so-called exorcism had commenters on the PD's page confused. One suggested maybe it should have said having an exercise, but Pennsylvania police claimed that they were called on the report of an exorcism. Uh, and in fact, there was, a, there was a, one person posted, I love That's this, it says, it says, how does a wood exorcism happened in Home Depot in 2021 and not a single person there videoed this for our entertainment? <laughs> yeah. I need answers. Uh, the two were taking who were taking part in the exorcism uh, were uh, asked to leave and neither was charged. Well, it's off to Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> a crowd of people gathered in downtown Springfield, Missouri to attend the Birds Aren't Real rally. Uh, <laughs> they aren't? <laughs> Kathy, this is the greatest news you could possibly yeah, hear. Yeah, these stupid things are real. We know so, it. So, according to Peter uh, Mickendo, uh, uh, with the Birds Aren't Real movement, okay, all birds in the United States were killed by the government wow. and were replaced by federal drones. So, the birds uh, that we see outside on any given day are federal drones. They're not real. Uh, that's amazing. All right. So, he said, what makes me think that? I think the evidence is all around us. Birds sit on power lines. We believe they're charging on the power lines. <laughs> He's right. We believe that bird poop He's right. on cars is a liquid tracking apparatus, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's the, all coming together now. The movement, which has been fueled by online chatter, as well as mysterious flyers posted in cities across the U.S., is currently on tour, and Springfield, Missouri, was the first stop. Well, this raises the question of squirrels, because they run along power lines as well. Birds aren't real relies on internet-fueled guerrilla marketing to spread a silly message. Followers are poking fun at conspiracy theories like QAnon that have gone mainstream over the last...
last few years. Uh, McIndoe is the creative muscle behind the avian-inspired conspiracy, according to the National Audubon Society. I like the idea. His first live with birds aren't real in, was in January. He first went live with birds aren't real in January 2017 at the Memphis Women's March. Since then, the movement has gained a large fan base with over 360,000 Reddit subscribers. I know, you'd be on board, Kathy. Whether they believe it or not, I'm not really sure. My son was telling me about this. He said some of it is is uh, satire and, yeah. and tongue-in-cheek, but there are actually some people that believe it. A woman in New Zealand is breathing a lot easier following the removal of a small plastic disc used in the game Tiddlywinks, which had been lodged in her nose for nearly 40 years. 40 years? Oh yes. Those are decent-sized pieces. Mary McCarthy always wondered why she would frequently have a pain in the right side of her nose, but managed to put it into the back of her mind as she went about her life. That's can't think of the thumb. <laughs> However, after she had a nasal swab test for coronavirus last October, things got more uncomfortable. The 45-year-old from New Zealand said that her nose would be constantly leaking. She said it was just a lot of pain. The doctors she asked for help told her that it was probably due to a chronic sinus condition. She told staff that uh, she had quite a lot going on in her life, so she had pushed it into the background. Of course. But it started to become unbearable, and she was forced to go to the emergency department at Christchurch Hospital, where luckily, she said, the nurse and doctor believed that it was more than sinus pain. They asked me if I had ever put anything up my nose. Uh, she said a question which spurred her to cast her mind back to her childhood. She recalled how at the age of eight, like many children, she loved to play the game Tiddlywinks. Uh, she remembered how while playing with her siblings, they improvised a game a little bit by putting one piece up each night. <laughs> nostril and then blowing them out. Uh-huh. She said, one time I actually inhaled uh, and one of them went in instead of blowing it out. And She said, I remembered being terrified at the time thinking where it has gone. She soon forgot about the incident, although she said she always had problems breathing through her nose but never gave it much thought. She couldn't put two and two together? Uh, she was only eight years yeah, old at yeah. the time and, and it just kind of came and went right. in her mind. So medical staff discovered the reason why after a CT scan revealed an object in her upper nose too big to remove while conscious, the object was taken out during an operation where it was actually pushed through her nose and out her mouth. It turned We're out going into the ass. The COVID test had shi- uh, COVID test had shifted the disc and caused an infection. Ah. She said, "When I woke, I said, what was it?" And they said uh, that it was the laugh of the hospital, a tiddlywink, and it hadn't lost its color. Uh, there was apparently calcification around it. <laughs> That was probably, she said, why my nose had grown a bit crooked. By the way, aren't they supposed to keep that stuff private? Do they get on the PA system? You'll never guess. I know, We right? just found a diddlywink up this chick's nose. <laughs> it was the laugh of the hospital, she guess said. Guess what I found it? up this guy's ass? <laughs> You're not going to believe it. A full bottle of soda. One liter. How did he get it up there? Attention, staff. Attention. Oh, oh, my God. I got a winner today, guys. <laughs> Barbecue tongs. It is penis. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to see this. OR7. <laughs> they don't have HIPAA laws yeah, in New Zealand. <laughs> they became the laugh of the hospital. You know, I guess it's just, listen, if you're sick, you got to deal with it, right? I mean, that's uh, that's the way it goes in New Zealand. That's how they roll. Yeah. All right, one last story. 
A Zambian TV presenter interrupted a live broadcast earlier last week to claim that he and his colleagues hadn't been paid their wages by the news station. <laughs> he had said live on the air, away from the news, ladies and gentlemen, we are human beings. We have to get paid. This is His name is uh, Kabinda Kilamina. This just in, local news station fails to pay their employees. Mr. Kilamina had started the show normally to give the roundup of the top stories of the day when he suddenly made the complaint to viewers in the middle of the live bulletin. He said, unfortunately, on KBN, we haven't been paid. Sharon and everyone else hasn't been paid, including myself, and we have to get paid. Soon after, Mr. Kilamina made a statement the live feed from the studio was cut to the opening montage of the news channel. Wow. Uh, The CEO, Kennedy Mambawi, criticized the actions of the anchor on Facebook, calling it drunken behavior (laughs) and a one-night stunt of fame, and said that they strongly condemn the conduct of the presenter. Now, Mr. Kilamina who in a Facebook post mocked the channel's claims of being drunk, also remained defiant and unapologetic about his action. He said, yes, I did that on live TV. Just because most journalists are scared to speak out doesn't mean journalists shouldn't speak out. They became the story. And many took to social media, slamming the network for not paying wages to its employees. I'm Tom Brogan. It's a nice lead story. There's no toilet paper in the second floor bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) No toilet paper. I had to use regular paper towel, and my butt is paying for it. (laughs) Paper cuts all up and down the area, above and below my rectum. That stuff is much more coarse than regular toilet paper. Exactly. We go now to Jimmy Klusiewski, (laughs) who's with my proctologist. Sometimes they got to complain. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll return in a moment. Stay with us. Finally. How are we doing? Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cup, and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen 77. Plus, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Plus a visit from Sebastian Menescalco. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Planning on getting engaged? Go see Angelo and the team at Family and Company Jewelers. Get her the perfect engagement ring. A ring from Family and Company, South Jersey's diamond destination. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Charles Shaughnessy, who played the wealthy love interest on The Nanny, this Fran Drescher has an incredibly good idea about rebooting the series. Shaughnessy says Drescher believes they shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Homeless encampments immediately returned to the L.A. train station Monday after being removed for the Academy Awards broadcast. Celebrities thanked the destitute for the inconvenience, inviting them to partake of any gourmet food left in the dumpsters. Oh, my, oh my God. And finally, former Flames Cara Delevingne and Paris Jackson were photographed leaving an Oscars after-party together. Paris told reporters her father would have approved of Kara because she dresses like a little boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood dress. Seven or eight minutes or so, we're expecting a call from uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, so we got a little time to kill uh, before we get him on board. In case you said you had a question of sorts or something I do, like and this might... Uh, is it calculus? <laughs> it is not calculus. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a test today. Yeah, no, so, uh, uh, I'll be your proctor. It is a question, and listen, this this might last 30 seconds. All right, well, uh, let's find or, out. Or we might actually have a debate over this. Um, okay. But it's kind is of a long... sport or not a sport? Well, it's kind of along the lines all of, right. is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, right. all right, I'm always intrigued by those. But my my daughter asked me this question yesterday, and uh, we had uh, differing opinions or differing thoughts on this question. So my question to you first is, do you want uh, to answer it, it, it A or B, or do you want to just give me your answer of what you think this is? I'd rather I, just I have, give an answer. Yes, yeah. I have no frame of context. Sorry, yeah. I agree with Okay. Yeah. What color is a tennis ball? Yellow. Green. Yep. Green. It's green. No, it's yellow. <laughs> Good job, Kate. You, you can get different colored tennis balls. Standard yeah, but he ball. standard. I mean, the standard <clears throat> tennis ball. No, I've always known them to be yellow. Yeah. Um, yellow and fuzzy. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of them right now, and that's yellow. That's green. That's green. It's green. Wow. <laughs> I'm seeing yellow. <laughs> no, what did you I, say? I said green and my, my daughter said yellow. Now, okay. now looking at looking at these pictures, I mean there there is a greenish tint that is in there, but I certainly see a stronger representation of yellow. <laughs> well than we don't green. need to look at the picture. I mean we all know what a standard tennis yeah, ball I would looks say like. yellow so, without hesitation. And we would say green without hesitation. Wow, and, and extremely yeah. light green. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Here it's called yes. optic yellow. That's yes. the actual name. Optic yellow. Of the tennis ball? Yes. yes. Oh, really? I'd say it's mm-hmm. yellowish green, but I would say, I mean, I did. We can do a poll. Marissa is on it already. All right. It says here the unmistakable shade of the tennis ball is officially called optic yellow wow. by the ITF, which is the International Taco Field Men. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, optic yellow uh, led to the online color encyclopedia Color Hexa. Classifying it as such, uh, the shade is listed as hashtag CCF100 and marked as fluorescent yellow or electric lime. Yeah, but you now, went lime electric lime. Well, okay. see, yeah. yeah. Now right. you're confusing us. Yes. Yeah. It didn't say electric lemon. No. But it did no, say I, optic I, yellow. Yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah. the fact that that's a, uh, a, a shade of green. So, uh, But I would never look at a tennis ball and go, oh, wow, that's green. No, it's just it's yellow in mm. my, my eyes. Literally, <laughs> my eyes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's uh, to me. That's that's the way it should be. But I, I guess we all have that's various. That's the way they grow in nature. I guess yeah. we all have various degrees of uh, color interpretation. You know, sure. I mean, because you have color blind people who can't tell, you know, green from red, uh, and so we might have very, very minute differences in that regard. It's like that dress. Remember that dress? Oh, that my God. Oh, my God. For a while. Yeah, the white dress? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm in, and so, Kath, you might Nobody be in... said the... blue. I'm surprised. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean the blue one? You mean the blue one? <laughs> no, it's a white and gold, right? Not, not blue and black. I saw, right. I saw blue and black. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Kath, you might be able to uh, see uh, along with, with this. My, my wife with, uh, with colors and hints of colors within colors, mm-hmm. uh, because we had to pick colors out, and so you have these grays that have, like, Apparently, hints of tan or something in them, or right, grays right, right. that have hints of blue. Yep. Okay. 
That's where, like, you completely and totally lose me on that. Hmm. Yeah, mean, yeah, but, uh, absolutely. When when you start oh, to like it's get into to very shades of uh, of a, a color, like a blue, and get into turquoise and, and cerulean and whatever, you know, the, I freaking know those things. <laughs> well, I, I have no idea. Especially with pink colors, if that's what you're talking about, Case. I don't know if that's it. But, like, pink colors, you can, yeah. th- that's, like, very detailed. Because it's, like, so. how much, uh, you know, gray goes into it or brown goes into it. I think we all went to, or many of us went to the Chicago Institute. The Art Institute, yeah. and and I went with my girlfriend. My girlfriend is an artist, and so she was pointing out colors in paintings that I had, I had, I couldn't see them at all. And until she said, "Look here," because that's actually a blue. The way that I would see it is that's a shadow that you're looking at. You know, it's, it's a dark part of the painting, right? But right. she would point, and, and so, and her mind and her eye is trained to see actual paint colors, yeah. whereas mine is trained to see sort of the big picture of what I'm looking at here is a, a guy standing in front of a tree, and behind that guy is a shadow. Artists see shapes and shades, yeah. in in ways that I could never Very different. be able to do that. Like a bee. There, there was a guy there was a, 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 and I used to get a kick out of watching, I think it was on it was a Twitter or Instagram, he had an account, where so when you go to the paint store and you get a color, a shade uh, it starts with white. Yes. yes. And then they, they put in the tints and so have yeah. you seen the video of this Mesmerizing. guy? Mesmerizing. Yeah, so he'll sit there and he'll watch as they're putting the tints and he's like, okay, that's uh, uh, that's crimson, that's blah 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 this and that and, and they, they should put like six different things into the white and he goes, alright, and then they close and they, they they start shaking. He's like, okay, uh, that is going to be a eggshell yellow or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. And then he, they open it up. He's like, oh my god! He like freaks. <laughs> it's insane. Out. He freaks out and he nails it. It's a really funny account to watch, and I'm sure it's on TikTok. Sure, I, it's a way of discerning what's he going to be it. the dominant color, what's going to offset the other colors. Yeah. Uh, and that's why these apps now, where you can hold them up to a uh, to a paint in your room, a painted uh, you know a wall or whatever whatever, or anything that you want, it can determine with specificity the, uh, like, it'll say, okay, this this brand of uh, paint offers this color, uh, you know, here, and, yeah. and you can make it much more exact than trying to approximate. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, question for you guys uh, and anybody on, on YouTube right now. What color is my phone? Uh, well, I, blue, but like, like a baby blue. Yeah. Powder blue, blue. Yeah. yeah. It's green. Aqua blue? Is that how it's sold? That's it's how it's green. sold. It's sold as green. Um, I think yeah. there's also a different, you know, we all perceive things slightly differently. That to see, me, that looks more grayish. Green. Yeah. yeah. I see blue. It's like kind of like this blue. Sold, this was sold under a green. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? That's why I got it. I love the green's my favorite color. Hold, hold it up. <laughs> That's a very, very, very light green if you're going to call it green. Yeah, because if you show me the color green mm-hmm. and hold it next to this, it's not even in the same family in my eyes. Yeah, it does. No. This, it's the same thing with like the, the Cowboys' uh, pants. Right. Uh, some Cowboys' people pants see... are blue or gray or green. But some people yeah. see this something else, right? They see silver. Yes. With the Cowboys pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A crock of crap. Right. We're Hang being on. had. The man uh, is keeping us down. Mike worked at an eye center, so let me go to him. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, dude. What's up, man? Hey, so I used to work at uh, Will's Eye Hospital in Center City there, and when the dress, is it white, is it blue, you know, that whole yeah. thing came out. Um, the doctors actually put out, like, a fun little newsletter, like, explaining how this works. So inside your cornea, the lens of your eyes, there are these very, very small little uh, cones. Yes. And that helps you perceive color through the lens of your eye. Now, much like a fingerprint, everybody's is 
different. So the way they explained it to us in, in layman's terms, basically, is when you look at, say, the tennis ball, you know, Preston, you may pick up more of the yellow pigmentation because your cones are shaped differently as Look opposed you. to Nick, who is picking up the green or, or what have you. So it it's kind of unique per person. Now, whether that's what they intend when they call it, you know, electric lime or whatever, or Casey's phone being green or baby blue or whatever, right. it it, you know, it's it's basically the perception. It's the eye of the beholder, for lack of a better right, term. Right, right. But somebody's got to come up with a name for those right. colors, you know what I mean? Some so, drunken fool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And it's why got we're... some messed up cones. I don't yeah, know. yeah. You and your freaking cones. Cones are screwed. But it's why we're so, um, Thanks, Mike. you know, like, you. convinced that that's the color, because that's what we see. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. Well, I always look through the eyes of love. <laughs> Tennis balls are yellow. Yeah. Done. Yeah, they're done. They're green. They're green. Oh, they're green. God, I never, ever would think that they were... Somebody would call them green. But there you go. Our guest is on the line. He's ready to go. Last time in our area at the Borgata NAC uh, over the summer. And now he's headed back to here, Philadelphia, right in the heart of it. Please give some love to Mr. Sebastian Maniscalco. Up. I just love the area so much, guys. I got to keep going. You just got to well, keep coming back. You are loved. I mean, the, the Wells Fargo. That you, and now we just sort of say it with, uh, you know, oh, he's, that's where he's going to be. And uh, do, does, do you ever now at this point still step out in, a, in an arena that size and go, holy hell. Wow. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't get into the business to do arenas. I mean, I didn't think that was on that wasn't on the vision board. But uh, <laughs> for me, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, I started in a little club out there called Helium mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia, and on Wednesday night, I re- but twenty one people in the audience, and uh, you know, twenty of them were comps. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let me know. Listen, it's well deserved. You work your you're hilarious. Yeah. You work the craft. You you really invest the time and it, it's it's the uh, proper reward for what you do uh, i i have to take the uh, opportunity though to tell you and Preston and i have been talking about this you you are a hell of an actor yeah. uh we saw uh, you know uh, green, in book. The green book and yeah. the irishman i mean you're 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 uh, this is a career that i think is going to pull you away from stand-up a bit is it is it getting uh more difficult to juggle acting stuff with the stand-up as as your career has evolved Here's the whole thing. I don't even know if I should say this. It might kill opportunities in the future, but I just did a movie um, for for two months. This is the longest I've ever been on a movie set. And being a comedian, going to acting, I mean, it's just a whole different muscle. I mean, comedy, you're doing, you know, what you're doing, and uh, you're getting immediate response. In the movie, uh, if you're doing a comedy, they yell, cut, and I'm looking around, I'm like... (laughs) Anything? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Listen, you know Rodney Dangerfield that when he when he did uh, Caddyshack, yeah. thought he was just tanking because he'd never done he'd never delivered lines right. without getting the feedback, and it confused the hell out of him. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 right because for a comedian, the the validation of what you're doing is the is the laughter, and then when it doesn't come, you know, the director's like. Moving on. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, no, God, that sucks. Yeah. You make a good point because a friend of the show is Adam McKay, and and when he directs, he he has mentioned that he will laugh. He, that that so they might maybe they may, might blow a take on on the first time or first couple of times, uh, but but to the 
comedic actor, it's okay. You're you're in, on the right track here. So I think it would be really um, alarming if you were doing this intentionally funny stuff that's actually meeting with silence. That would throw you off. No, it, it definitely did. And in the movie I just did, uh, I had to get emotional and cry. Now, I've never done this on film, although I'm a sensitive guy and uh, I have no qualms admitting I love to marinate in my own tears in real life. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the film? Is this about my father, the, the movie you've been working on? Yeah, yeah, this is the movie that I uh, co-wrote with Austin Earl, loosely based on my life. Uh, it's basically a love story between a father and a son. Father's played by Robert De Niro, and wow. Uh, wow. I met him in The Irishman, and now he's playing my father, which is another mind-blower. And, and De Niro is so into the to the character, you know, he wanted my father to come out to Oklahoma where we were filming a movie so he could study my father. Now, my father's an Italian immigrant from Sicily, and, uh, you know, of course, the first question he, he was asking is, how much am I going to get paid for that? I'm like, <laughs> He's a smart man. <laughs> this is a movie with De Niro, and you're worried about a salary? <laughs> Did they get along, Sebastian? Yeah, they did. You know, cool. I mean, um, my dad's a hairstylist, so De Niro wanted to know how to do highlights because in the movie he's doing people's hair. And uh, my dad is on set with me teaching Robert De Niro uh, how to give a woman highlights in a salon. And uh, I'm sitting there looking at this going, man, 24 years ago when I moved out to Los Angeles, if you would have told me my father would be teaching De Niro highlights in the middle of Alabama, I would have laughed in your face. It's just but it's it's cool and it's funny when I and I was reading about the the movie and you you working on it and the, the, this this evolution uh, the the thing that the father son dynamic is such a complex one and you see, we've been seeing it pop up a lot lately in the, in all sorts of pop culture stuff uh, and um, and so did you, did you go through the normal trajectory with your dad of of you know uh, rebellious and then sort of appreciating or you know obviously the movie will spell this out I'm sure in, in much greater detail but what's what's your relationship been like with your father over the years? So my dad and I, I mean, he was working uh, pretty much uh, a lot when I was a kid, so I didn't really see him um, growing up, you know. I mean, it's not like today's father, where today's father is super highly involved in the kid's life. My right. father was, uh, you know, working uh, 15 hours a day, and uh, and then we started to have a really deep relationship over soccer. I started in soccer, and he was a, a goalie back in Sicily, so we kind of related over sports. And then subsequently after that, moving out to Los Angeles to pursue comedy. He thinks he's a bit of a comedian because he's a hairstylist and he's constantly making his, his clients laugh. So, of course, this guy's got notes on everything I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny? What's not funny? Why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying that? But my relationship with my father is, I mean, really, really good. I mean, good. We're, we're buddies. He comes out to Los Angeles probably two, three times a year. I go back there. I'm going back for Thanksgiving right after Philadelphia. So, uh, yeah, it's been a really, really great ride with him and uh you know he's uh, my biggest fan and also my biggest critic hey did you get your sense of style from him because you have a very you have a very stylish look about you sebastian or did you pick that up somewhere else i'm not gonna brag okay <laughs> <laughs> but um i was named best dressed in eighth grade z cabaricis yeah, <laughs> I had the calves. I had the beautiful Giorgio Brutini slip on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, 
like a badge of honor, you know, like most most uh, uh, people or most parents would get proud if the kid made the honor roll. Uh, my parents were thrilled that I won best dressed. Uh, my mother was like on cloud nine. She's like, I told you those slacks were beautiful. I was wearing slacks. To school. I don't even know if they use that word anymore. You, you must have looked like a, like a club comic or like a Vegas, you know, club comic in the eighth grade. Oh, yeah. I mean, I carried that look throughout college, so much so where on the career day where we went around to hand out resumes, I showed up. I mean, you're supposed to show up in like a blue suit. That's kind of the standard business look. Right. And uh, I'm walking around with a beautiful silver Italian double-breasted wedding suit <laughs> with a red handkerchief on a chest plate. I mean, it was stunning, but no one called me back for an interview. Sebastian, I have a, a, a funny, oh, I don't know, you can de- determine whether it's funny or not, uh, story from over the summer. You, When you were playing at the Borgata, uh, I got a message, a late message from uh, friends over at uh, Live Nation saying, hey, do you want to go see Sebastian and perhaps meet you backstage at the Borgata. Now, I was down the shore, so my, my friend pool down the shore is very, very limited. I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of people I can call. Mm-hmm. So, I had like one guy, and I go, hey, do you want to go see Sebastian tonight? And he goes, no, that's alright, ask Preston. And Preston was unavailable. Okay, so he finds out a couple of days later on that I wasn't talking about Sebastian Bach, that I was talking about oh. Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> and he was so mad because had he known or realized that it was Sebastian Maniscalco, he would have dropped everything and gone and seen you at the Borgata. How do you immediately jump to Sebastian I Bach? Seriously. Well, I think Sebastian Bach might have been playing in and around the same time in Philadelphia. And he's like, nah, thanks. I'm good. Ask Preston. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, normally uh, Sebastian and Bach go hand in hand. You just say Sebastian Bach there. Just kind of yeah. one, right. yeah. one name. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Tell him, tell him Philadelphia. Yeah. It's a make good. Yep. I want to ask you, uh, Sebastian, I, you, you bought a house right before the pandemic and, and you bought a celebrity's house. Did yeah. you not? Yeah, so I bought Gwen Stefani's house, right? And, oh. uh, listen, it, it's it's on the Hollywood uh, celebrity tour bus route. Uh-huh. So, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm coming home, and the bus is pulled over. And as I'm I'm coming uh, past the bus, there's like that's Gwen Stefani's. House. They're still using Gwen <laughs> Stefani house, right? So, so they haven't even changed it over because in my head, I. I, I think what they did was they said, listen, house has been sold to some guy named Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, see if that flies on the tour. So they must have said Sebastian Maniscalco comedian, and the whole bus must have said, who? And uh, the driver probably switched it back to stuff. <laughs> I, I would verify that they're... I'm just living in it. Yeah, there are a number of houses on those tours that are no longer... Yeah, owned by the celebrities sure. that they ascribe them to, but it's they're going for the money shot. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's part of the deal. Yeah, hey, I'm uh, not big enough to be on the celebrity tour yet. <laughs> now listen, I um, I dated a girl who was Italian one time and went to uh, uh, we were dating around uh, Thanksgiving. We yeah. went to their house for Thanksgiving. Good big God, yeah. the Italian Thanksgiving is a feat, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um, do you do a big uh, family gathering for Thanksgiving, or are you too busy? No, uh, 
we go with to, to my wife's mother's house. She loves Thanksgiving. However, this year I'm going to go to my father's house. Now I ask my father, "What are you having?" He says, "We're, we're having mussels and steak." Now I don't know if the pilgrims had this on the menu, but my father's completely off uh, when it comes to, 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 to Thanksgiving. Mussels and steak. What, what's that? He said mussels and steak, or that's his Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, typically it's traditional, but this year it's going to be um, it's going to be very Italian. He, my father doesn't like turkey, and to be honest with you, I don't either. I okay. Mean, how many times are we going to have this? Uh, you know, year in year out, we have the turkey, and then you're on the couch taking a nap. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking a few mussels down. And uh, are people still throwing the football around on Thanksgiving? Do people still do that? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We had we have some friends that get out and do this uh, Thanksgiving Day football thing, so it still happens. You, you know what? I'll say this though, Sebastian. I, I went years ago to a fully classic. You know the 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 the, the soup to nuts. A literally soup to nuts. You know meal, and I I think it is. I remember it as being the most food I've ever consumed in one <laughs> sitting. I mean, it is unbelievable amount of food. Is that how you grew up with that kind of food intake? Yeah, no, it it, it continued uh, the rest of my life. I mean, I, I, for, I'm i the type of guy that I got to finish the plate. My wife, you know, she's got stuff left over. I cannot, especially going to a restaurant, yeah. I cannot leave food on the plate. So if my wife has her meal left, I go, give me it. And then, no, I'll give it. <laughs> give me it. That's the way my father was. My father, he was so conscious about money and whatnot. If, if our family didn't eat, he would take all of the unfinished meals, and by the end of the, the night at the dinner table, he had like six plates in front of him. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the attitude I take with food. Although, uh, I'm, I'm kind of 48 years old, and uh, we got heart disease in the family, so I can't. I can't like, you got to watch it. Do, 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 would a doggy bag ever make the cut, or did you have to eat it right there? Yeah, there was no doggy bags growing up. We ate it kind of in the in the in the restaurant. Although okay. uh, I don't know, man, the, the doggy bags. I don't mind it. Um, my my wife, uh, however, she doesn't uh, she doesn't eat leftovers, which I don't know. I don't, I don't know where she When we when we go out to eat as a group, like as a family, and there's a bunch of us, my dad will say, "No, I'm I'm not going to be able to make it." And then he shows up. I'm not kidding. He shows up at the end of the meal and eats everyone's leftovers, oh so he doesn't God. have to pay for it. Oh, oh my God! My God. <laughs> That's a good gig. Smart man. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, listen, man. Thanks for everything. We'll look for that movie uh, about my father. Any idea? Any timetable on that? Or is, uh, is it open probably here? looking at next year late. Something probably okay. around this time next year. All so, right. Uh, check that out. And guys, I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, anytime, man. We appreciate it. Sebastian, man, it's yeah. Yeah. guys. Take care, man. Have a good Thanksgiving. De Niro's uh, playing his dad. Yeah. Uh, that wild, wild. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, and he was great in Green Book. Like you were saying, that's a movie that I, I got on way too, like a couple of years after it came out. And I was like, really good oh movie. my God, that's him. Yeah. And I was like, he's really good in this. Vigo Mortensen's uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we should take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. 
If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.